0: About one of my favorite things is when I fucking share a picture on the socials on the face space of the, my books, and it's from many years ago. And I, it's before I started shaving my head, right? And people are like, Oh, I didn't realize you had hair. And it's like, You've had the conversation with me that I shave my head, that would imply that my hair grows and then needs to be shaved. I don't understand how this is so goddamn surprising. I, I'll take like, I wasn't, t- I'll do you one further, uh, yeah.
1: I'll talk to people, and they're like, man, I wish I'd have known you when you had hair. It was like, you did. You just don't remember it. It's that Mandela yeah. effect. He's like, "No." I was like, I can
0: show you pictures of us together at a bar where I had hair. Yeah, exactly. It, I don't... But it, well, it's funny, because people, people conflate. They're like, well, you're bald. I'm like, well, I, I have... I, yes, I have no hair on my head, but I'm not bald. Bald, I shave my head. Like, if I don't... Like, I, I've been out of town for a week, and I forgot my razor, so my head... I have over a week's growth of hair, and it's Fucking driving me nuts because it keeps catching on the goddamn strap of my headphones and shit. It's fucking awful. Oh yeah. So, how you people do it?
1: Or when you put your when you put your toboggan on, there's no moving it around. It just sticks oh, there.
0: Christ. Yeah, dude. Oh man, the best thing is a toboggan after a freshly shaved head. That shit just slides around like you bloated your head with Astroglide. It's right. Or right. <laughs> well,
1: and if and if your toboggan's just a little bit too small, like as you're sitting there, you can feel going. Did you
0: say we're recording? Yeah. Nice. Alright, that's a good start, yeah. yeah good start, it. good
1: stuff, good stuff.
0: Good All stuff. Right. Well, are you ready to get going? Yeah, 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 cool, 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 cool,
1: cool. <laughs> Alright, everybody, welcome back to the shocked. Let's Cast. It is Monday, March 1st. This is a podcast where two dudes who are told were brothers enjoy some adult beverages and shout into the abyss about, this, about the shit going on in this simulation you noobs call life. As always, everything is made up, and the outline doesn't matter. With me, per the usual, is my little brother from uh, the state of the sticky icky. What's going on, Shay?
0: Not much, man. If anybody listening thought you were going to get your stimulus check the first week of the Obama or the Biden administration, you're stupid. Yeah, it's not how anything works. No. Um, you also sorry, I've been I've been bitching at everyone on my, <laughs> all my friends about. Well, I can't believe I don't have my stimulus check in, but then you don't know how the fucking government works. Um, I'm sure I'm sure he said, We'll get you those checks the first week and he walked off stage and went No we're not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, we're never doing that. Well and also
1: whoever is saying that did not pay attention to, I don't know, the months of the Republicans blocking stimulus checks before yeah, before Biden took over.
0: Um, well, I mean, some of these guys are the same dipshits that are like, well, Obama never got anything done. I'm like, why do you think that is, assholes? Because yeah. of all the people you voted for. Oh, man. Well,
1: I, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, the filibuster and whether or not we should worry about what uh, Republicans do or what they, you know, like there's, there's this whole mentality of like Democrats should cower in fear of any reprisals, hypothetical reprisals from the Republicans years in the future or whatever, but the filibuster, you are getting rid of that, like, I, I Listen, love Listen, I hate
0: to give the GOP props, but what they've proven is if you just don't worry about the consequences <laughs> of your actions, you can remain in absolute power, oh, more yeah. or less. The power of fuck it. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah.
1: Although you know, talking to your point of people just not understanding what was going on, I love it when people are like, "Well, you know, who ruined the filibuster? It was Harry Reid. He's the one who got rid of it." I was like, "Yeah, he got rid of it because fucking Mitch McConnell would not let any of Barack Obama's yeah. judges through." You know, go back and read that. Oh, yeah. it's so so annoying. But um, yes, yeah, so we're back at it. We've been a uh, bit on a hiatus here. Uh, a little little scheduling woo fuckery. She, she had to do some uh, some. Uh, Job interviews, those have been going well, I hear.
0: Um, In theory, and, uh, I'll find out tomorrow if I oh, get cool, it. I cool.
1: think maybe. I don't know. We'll see. So Shay might sober up uh, on the next podcast. Um, we, uh, as I said, we're recording March first. Uh, Doing a little bit late tonight, Shay. Uh, you know, had some things going on. We don't. We only do this when we feel like it. You fuckers mm-hmm. aren't paying us. Nobody's hitting up our Patreon. Yeah, um, right.
0: Come on now. That that may be because we don't have one. You know, but I that's have not one. the point. Oh, yeah, nice. You know, Ahead of the curve. We I did
1: not know that. We don't. No, we don't have one. We don't. We do not have. No, one. I didn't think
0: so. Okay, I yeah, know. I knew that. I'm
1: right. I, I, spent, I spent my time giving us a parlor account. Oh my
0: god, so good. Um, have but, you? Have you? Vent- what's the? Um, what's the other one? That's uh, Gab. Uh, not Gab. It's basically a text message with WhatsApp? like. No, it starts with a T Telegram. and I T. I can't. That's it. Have you delved into that at all? I've found a few people on Telegram. That shit's crazy. Well, that one's also that one's also not
1: fun because um, they're – how do I want to rephrase it? It's
0: more like getting a group text from white yes. supremacists as yes. opposed to getting to take place in the conversation. It's, like okay, part okay, That's, a, gap, that's okay? a very good way of describing yeah, that's, it. That's, ba- it's, <laughs> it's basically like – Getting a mass text from your favorite white supremacist GOP overlord. Basically. Because these things go in waves,
1: and when your soft Nazis are kicked off things like Facebook and YouTube, then they would go to something like Gab or uh, Telegram. Telegram was out, I want to say, before Gab. So I think it went Telegram, Gab, and then Parler. And each one of them became less and less uh, just outright uh, Nazis because... Like, they learned real quick that, like, you've got to have some type of control over your, you know, your your medium here. Um, so, like, everybody – I got on I got on Telegram because all – everybody, like, Milo y- Yiannopoulos, I believe I'm saying that right, and, like, Alex Jones and, you know, all these dipshits were getting kicked off Twitter. So, they go to Telegram. So, I got on Telegram, and I think I'm going to get to send them messages like, hey, what's up, Nancy? But, like, I can only read their stuff. Like, it's like what you said. It's, you know, you're getting a group text, from somebody, it, I makes... mean,
0: it's basically like i I'm not sure if you'd say it's above or below a mass email, mm-hmm. like because it's I, you know, I, I, and at least the 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 few Telegram things I've been involved with, um, it wasn't an option to reply. It was like, hey man, they stole the election. Give me fifty dollars, and I'll tell you why white people are so much better. You know, stuff Pretty like much, that. Yeah. But it, but it's not like a, a discourse. Um, but it, but you still can respond, like people. Spot, but nobody like you can't realistically have a conversation with eighty thousand people in a single like it just doesn't work. So right. Um, well, what
1: what what yeah. tickled me to death when I hopped on there is like it recommends friends and like our buddy John and his wife Katie like it recommended them. and So I'm like I sent him a Facebook message I'm, like Gu- guys, why are you on the Nazi message system? I'm, like what's going on here? They're like oh it's just the way we used to talk to each other. It's like yeah like like Nazis do. Yeah. I don't know, get get a different one. Like, did you guys get kicked off Twitter for being white supremacists? Do you know? Yeah, come
0: on. <laughs> yeah, dude, are you trying to set up some new rat lines? What are you doing, bud? Yeah. But anyway, like I said, we're
1: going going a little bit late today. Uh, it's not bad. These beers. I I'm mean, having, to be
0: fair, Justin, uh, nobody listening cares what time we record it. Right. Well, I just want them to know that I, this is going to make me stay
1: up a little later to watch, uh, um, Snowpiercer. Mmm.
0: Uh, the show, right? Yeah, because that that Where... that shows
1: uh, become weird but it's fun.
0: I've heard it's all right. I want to watch uh um uh Sweet Home and I, I say Snow because the director for Snowpiercer is he's South Korean, right? Cuz the yeah. same guy that did the movie. Yeah, so, so Yeah, there's a bu- there's a bunch of great um uh South Korean stuff hitting the market right now. There's Space Sweepers on Netflix which kind of looks like yeah, that's supposed to be like a like, a Cowboy Bebop rip-off, but not in a bad way. Like, it's very much inspired by... Co- and then uh, Sweet Home is this TV show based on a South Korean webcomic about an, uh, uh, where everybody in the world starts turning into monsters based on, like, you know, like, the, the, the bitch that gossips too much turns into a, nothing but a giant mouse and starts eating people, and um, hmm. the first season's on Netflix, and the, the webcomic is just awful, but I heard the show <laughs> is very good. Yeah. I just... I, it, I, I'm sure it's written fine, but it's, like, this weird in-between of manga and also, like, like digital-specific types of trends for, call, like, webtoons or whatever. Uh. So it, it does it's really long and drawn out, and it's like, I release three pages every ten days or something instead of a monthly book. So that's oh, just fucking terrible. But anyway, yeah, can, that... Uh, I'm actually,
1: speaking of comics, I got into a new one. Have you, have you heard of the Department of Truth?
0: So, I know the name. A friend of mine is obsessed with it. Yeah. Uh, is it newer or is it? Yeah, it's real new. Like yeah. I think it's
1: literally on like number six right now. Yeah, and they've already collected the first five and put it into a, a graphic, um, you know, trade paperback, which is kind of kind of strange.
0: That's fucking stupid. That would take me thirty minutes to read.
1: <sighs> yeah, but um, they uh, no, it's it's uh, you know, the kind of uh, premises is that you live in a world where if enough people believe in something, it literally starts to become true. So, like, so you've got this Department of Truth that's headed up by Lee Harvey Oswald, and they're trying to, like, stamp out this shit as fast as they can, and they make jokes about having to kill Santa Claus every couple years because kids believe in him too much and bring someone to life, so they go out and murder Santa Claus, you know, and so it's like, you, you know... I live in this world a little bit a little bit too much, too, like the conspiracy theory world. Like, imagine a world in which if you just have enough people believing in your bullshit conspiracy theory, it starts to become true, and then the the powers that be have to deal with it. So, Well, then, what... I mean,
0: in, in, in that point, all you need to do is start trying to convince all your friends that in a month you've got a relative who's going to leave you a huge inheritance. I mean,
1: I, I, they haven't really delved into the scale.
0: Yeah, right? Like, is there yeah. X number of people that need to believe it? Yeah, there's, they haven't and really got into the scale, but they did. They did. There was
1: one part, and I want to say the second or third. I guess it was the second um, uh, issue, where like they're trying to get to the bottom of the Satanic Panic of the eighties and nineties, and uh, they're like walking through rooms in the building, and they just they walk through this one guy, and they joke with him a little bit. But his job is to sit and basically watch what Limbaugh and Hannity and these people say to get ahead of the next thing they're gonna have to fucking worry about as far as
0: a conspiracy theory. Gee, that's a little that's that's a little bit on the nose. Yeah, a little on the nose there. <laughs> I know, I don't hate it, but yeah. still, it's like oh oh I see what you did there, comic book. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and,
1: and the and the face they showed was just was exactly Alex Jones, so there's no offense or buts about it. But we, uh, you, we, know got, we to talk I, you know what, we you know where? Later.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's a bit I, that dude. That just reminds me, um, a friend of mine told me this fucking amazing joke today, and I want to share it with you and uh, our listener. Uh, probably just Logan. Um, you want to hear something funny? Sure. <laughs> Rush well, Limbaugh um... died. <laughs> 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 yep, still funny. <laughs>
1: anyway, uh, um, a well, you fan. know, what, actually, you know what's funny is I and, and I, I want to talk about Rush Limbaugh later because it's a little bit more interesting about how he died and why—not necessarily how he died and why he died, but like what hole he's going to leave in the radio industry and why. Um I'll, um, I'll
0: be curious to see what kind of crazies try to fill in that vacuum. <laughs> Uh,
1: right now... Um, if Alex
0: Jones hadn't been deplatformed, I'd have said it was him. No, Alex Jones but, doesn't have the chops. Um, and I will show you...
1: Actually, I'm glad you said that, Shay. I will show you why Alex Jones does not have the chops and he's too overtly racist to do that chop um, here shortly. Um, but uh, word on the street, and I don't listen to enough Laura Ingram to really pay attention anymore. Like She used to have a radio show. She said she scaled it back to focus on her family and her show. What really happened is she's got dog shit ratings and um so they, they just quit she went from a three-hour radio show five days a week excuse me she was usually on after rush in most markets i think yeah she's on after rush um and she oh from-
0: i every time i forget sorry I, I'm, I'm gonna be super i remember i'm like laura ingram which one is that and i confuse her with uh there's another fox talking head lady that had a talk show, but I can't remember what her name was, but that Laura Ingram is the one that is just hot enough that Fox news is like, Ooh, are you talking
1: about Ann?
0: Yes. Ann Coulter. Ann I always confuse her yeah. with Ann Coulter because at one point they were both anyways. Yeah. Sorry. I had yeah, to make right. it up. I'll yeah. Play. No, you're
1: fine. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, now you got me fucking confused. Uh, Laura, Ingram, La- Laura Ingram, is
0: the worst.
1: Laura Ingram, like I said, she went from three hours, five days a week, to she was going to do a podcast, and then the podcast just stopped. Like there's no announcement. I'll tell a...
0: you. I'll tell you what, Justin. It's really not hard to do a podcast. I's very. We're doing the This show, so we're doing it. So what do you? We do it, problem, Laura. We, we, do <laughs> it, we, we do it. We pour six to
1: eight beers on top of every one of us. That's, yeah, that's hard. great, dude. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so the word on the street, she really wants that slot, but I don't see anybody giving it to her because she was just dog shit at it when she did it.
0: Well, also because I hate to be the one in the room, but we're talking about Rush Limbaugh was the guy who was making jokes about he hoped Nancy Pelosi could still use the kitchen when she gets back into it because that's where she belongs. I don't think Rush Limbaugh's demographics wants to hear what a woman thinks. No, I don't don't think. They don't don't give a fuck. I don't think no matter
1: how hard Laura Ingram can try, she can't be as chauvinistic no. as Russell Limbaugh. is. No. There. All right, but we'll get to that. Um, so we don't have a lot of weekly numbers to catch up on because uh, we're kind of sunset. We're gonna sunset on uh on old uh um our our big wet orange boy for a little bit. But uh I've I've had about I've had about three or four beers. Um, keg popped, but I could. Um, did I tell you I put a uh, flow sensor on the kegerator?
0: No, what does
1: that do? it measures the amount of beer that passes through it down to the ounce.
0: Oh, so so it will ping you when it's like,
1: hey, you're low? Well, it's just a a meter inside, and I can look at it and be like, we have six and a half beers left.
0: Oh, I thought this was going to be like an IOT thing where you're like, yeah, my keg sends me a text when it's low. No, I haven't gotten to that point yet. I'm pretty sure we can work that you out. You could but... do that, by the way. Oh, yeah. I, 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 well, the system I bought was like 40 bucks, and that's like – Well, I mean, the thing, too, is with that, it's like, all right, you're going to text me my beer's low. Like, the only time that concerns me is if I'm not at home and it goes low. Like, what's happening while I'm not at home? Because I know when I'm about to pop my keg because <laughs> I'm drinking it. Right. Well, and one of the funny things is
1: when I when I hooked it up, you know, when you when you hook up something new like that in your kegerator, the one thing you always worry about is, like, a slow leak of either mm-hmm. the air pressure or, you know, the beer getting out. And I, I pushed it, I pushed everything together, and everything was uh, composite plastic. So I was really afraid of you know giving it uh, Scott Woods' one one more good turn and just shattering
0: yeah. it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just hey, you know what? I did that with the plug on the uh, final drive oil reservoir on my motorcycle, and I and I literally said, ah, "One more twist, crunch." Yeah. Oh, well, I know. And all it, the oil just spilled out into my driveway. I was like, that's that's not where that's supposed to be. That's... Uh, uh, Take one for the team. Environment.
1: There you go. No, we learned that from Scott Woods. One more good turn of it. Crunch. Yeah. (laughs) So I was trying so goddamn hard not to like crush it, and I tightened it, and I got it so tight to a point where like there was one slow drip. I mean, like a drip, maybe every five minutes, one little drip of beer would come out, and the meter is it. It would show that. Like between beers, I could calculate how many drips had come out of the. The thing I was like, well, that's, that's pretty- really sensitive. I was like, that's pretty badass. Now the funny thing is, is because the flow so fast, I think the uh, flow meter isn't calibrated for that. So like when I pour a beer, when I pour a sixteen ounce beer out of my out of the kegerator, which now because of my new flow sensor, I can tell you is actually more more closer to about 14 and a half ounces when you put it in, in, a, in a glass like that. It registers um, two point four gallons through the flow sensor because I think the speed goes through fast so, so I sent an email to the company I'm like hey uh, how do I fix this because I, I can adjust the K value in the sensor and I just don't know how to do it But so that's, that's, that's how my alcoholism is pairing with my nerdiness like uh, you know some kind of Dragon Ball Z meld thing fusion okay. dance that's what you fuckers called it yeah
0: fusion
1: yeah um all right we are in the 40th day shay's been taking shots and nobody's trying to
0: fuck with go tanks anyway go ahead (laughs)
1: uh we're in the 40th day of the trump administration it has been 993 days
0: we're in the 40th day of the trump administration Oh biden administration oh uh, come on now uh, (laughs) all right you heard it here you heard it here folks the face-off theories are true Uh, yeah Joe Biden is actually Donald Trump in a, a, a Joe Biden mask that well, Justin yeah. let the slip up. Yeah. The other
1: the other theory is he's going to be uh, Donald Trump is going to be reinstated on Thursday. So yeah. Ooh,
0: that's right! I can't wait to follow the internet to be like, why didn't it happen? Yeah,
1: but yeah. um, so 993 days since uh, Donald Trump solved the North Korea cons- uh, problem. And Shay, did you know that there have been no cases of COVID in North Korea?
0: Uh, I know that that's what they
1: have reported. <laughs> I know. The New York Times <laughs> have this great article. like, like, uh, you know, North Korea reports no COVID cases. Can they be trusted? Like, no, they can't, you no, dipshits. No. <laughs> They're probably firing missiles full of COVID over here while, as we speak.
0: Listen, All right. I just want to let the audience know, like, you may hear some Taco Bell burps. As, you know, we kind of go through a, for a full S- uh, full contract audio sensory uh tactile full tactile audio tactile experience um normally i'm pretty good about muting my mic when i burp but i just slammed a bunch of taco bell right before this podcast and then drank two beers so you're just i would say buckle up
1: what gets me is the pounding of the beers it gets yeah. burping and you
0: know. yeah well yeah of course but that doesn't for i no matter how much beer i drink it's still going to taste like a, a fucking taco bell so yeah,
1: just,
0: yeah <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not great on the second time around be honest with you
1: yeah all right so speaking of covid um we have 20 uh, in, in the united states at least we have 23 point i'm sorry 29.3 million cases over 527 thousand american deaths um that's um a lot of American deaths, 911s, and Benghazis. But the point, uh, you know, I don't really care about that right now, but everything is going on in the right direction. We have less than 100,000 cases per day now, seven day average. Generally, you're sticking right around between 1,000 and 2,000 people dying a day, which is horrible, but it's better than five and six. So, I mean, you can't put this down 100%, but it seems like when you have a administration that values um, social distancing, um, COVID compliance, masks, uh, actually vaccinating people, uh, it seems to fucking help. Yeah. You can almost look at the, the trends. It, they're, they're, you got uh,
0: your first vaccine, right? Yeah. I, I got my.
1: Now how did you manage that? I, I got it through the university of Kentucky uh, because okay. I'm still paid by the university of Kentucky. So they sent me an email and said, Hey, we have a vaccine for you. So I drove oh, cool. this. Yeah. So I drove six hours Imagine. from Illinois to Kentucky. I would have thought it's back.
0: because you're so ugly, it's a medical condition, and that puts you at risk.
1: Um, <laughs>
0: <I can> Disagree. <laughs> 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 it's
1: not true. <laughs> I, will, I will say that after I was vaccinated, my shoulder hurt like hell. It is oh, uncomfortable, yeah. And I did feel like blah the next day. I felt like I had a low-grade hangover, which I might have had anyway. Um
0: One of the best ways I've heard it described is a friend of mine who uh, got it because he's a healthcare worker. He's an administration, a senior uh, living facility administrator. And he was like, Yeah, it kind of feels like the first day lift when you decide to lift weights the day after if you're a fucking bitch I was like what go. he's like because he, he used to be real skinny and then he started lifting so he's got these real big arms he's like dude but that first week I felt like he's like that's exactly what it felt like he's like I felt like I had lifted weights on just one side of my body for like oh, a yeah. week and I can, I can see that I can see that
1: and I, and I know how that guy feels I'm, I'll never forget I was helping uh, Seth Holt um, he bought a bunch of new computer components and I was helping him uh, install them and like hook cables up and I had, I had done chest like real heavy that day and I crawled underneath his desk and, like, I, had, I was holding myself up with my hands, and then my, my chest slowly got closer to the carpet because my, my muscles just couldn't push anymore. and I was just like, yeah. thunk. Ow. And Seth was like, <laughs> are, are you okay? I'm like, I- I'm fine. I, I got okay. this. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, everything's going in the right direction. Um, We have a new um, Johnson & Johnson vaccine that was just approved. They've got 100 million doses out there. Um,
0: Is that why out. Biden said they'd have 300-some or 400 so many doses because the new well, one got approved? Or... No, Biden. Biden
1: had actually gone to Pfizer and Moderna and secured, I believe, it's six hundred. Uh, he said that he had, was going to secure six hundred million doses by July, and they did that.
0: I love. Um, I love. I, I'm imagining him walking and like, all right. So let's just get this out of the way. That last guy, he was an idiot. Yeah. I got the checkbook right here. Right. Here. Let's go. Like, let's go. You know, the taxpayers are paying for it, and I actually think they're cool with it. So it's yeah, like, oh yeah, super cool with it. Well, and and the thing
1: is that Donald Trump spoke at CPAC, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more later. But Donald Trump spoke at CPAC and went on and on about how the increased vaccination is due to him and his administration. And first of all, the Trump administration had absolutely nothing to do with the Pfizer vaccine. That was done in Germany. We didn't give them any money. Um, The Moderna vaccine was kickstarted by uh, Operation... um, Warp Speed, I believe, but the yeah. vast majority of what uh, Operation Warp Speed did, and I, and I have to admit, I haven't, like, done a deep dive on this. I need to. But it cut the red tape of, like, how fast things can be approved. Not the yes. fact that how fast the, you know, and one of the things I like to say is... Man, like,
0: manufacturing, it takes X amount of time to manufacture a vaccine, assuming you have all the ingredients. Right. And like, in you can't change that because there's, like, that's just the way it works. So, you know, I see a lot of people saying, like, well, they can manufacture it so fast because of Trump. I'm like, no, actually, they can manufacture it so fast because that's just what they do, but... Right, because of automation. Yeah.
1: Well, and here's the other thing that people... Those robots
0: are taking our jobs, but yeah. they're giving
1: me vaccines. Well, here's, here's the thing that, that, that gets me fucking riled up is when people say, well, I don't trust the vaccine because it was made so fast, and, you know, they, they, you know, skip steps, and first of all, the FDA is not going to let anything through like that that's gonna be given to every man, woman and child, you know, that that can take it in the United States without making sure it's safe. And they point to the fact that it's the fastest vaccine and Donald Trump pointed to this too. That it was the fastest Fast. it was made in what, eleven months, ten
0: months, eleven yeah. months, you know, whatever you have. Was um, it that's but isn't it isn't the time it takes to get a vaccine produced into market mainly because of all the restrictions and stuff? Like the Trump administration legitimately lifted some restrictions so they right, could get it to right. market quicker. They, but they didn't they didn't the process of making the thing didn't change. It was just the approval of that process, right? The
1: approval process was streamlined. The, yeah. the time it took to make it was, was accelerated. And yeah. people compa- compare it to, I want to say, the polio vaccine, which was in 1955. Um, that took five years. I think it was the fastest one before this. Um, I would like for you to think about all the technical advances that have happened since 1955 that would speed up fucking um, the production and um, you know characterization of a genome. Like yeah, back then or like weeks. Now we're doing so, hours.
0: Yeah, well, it's the same shit with like the average sat, like telecommunication satellite, uh, up for years had less compute because they all went up back in the day. Oh yeah, they yeah. Had less computing power than a, than a fucking Casio uh, wristwatch, and yeah. now now satellites are powered by basically a cell phone plugged into it. Um, like it's just different, and and I like to point this out because I've had a lot of arguments with people about the vaccine because you you go like, well, the vaccine was developed too fast. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, it only takes like, uh, I don't know the actual term, time for it, but it takes like an hour and a half for robots to build a complete car because we've been doing this for about a hundred years. Right. Do you know when the first vaccine was performed? 1796 was when the first vaccine was administered. So I would think in that time we would have figured out how to do things quicker. Um and I mean, and that's funny because it's like one of those double-edged swords. It's like, yes, actually, cutting red tape, which is something Republicans like to talk about, right? Is is a good thing in some instances. Now, if you're going to say like for a vaccine, yeah, that's great. For, I don't know, dumping coal ash, in yeah, dump Yeah, there you go. Uh, waste disposal from coal mines. Maybe you need more red tape. You know, right. it's not. Yeah, it's yeah. Fucking. Well,
1: the way I always try to explain it to people is I call it the asshole tax. Back in the day. Yeah. Back in the day, um, you know, if you ran a chemical company, you were like, "Oh, we'll just dump all this shit into the into the river; it'll be fine." But you know, you weren't making that much of it. Okay, fast forward thirty years, your your operation expands th- threefold, right? The the uh, farmer down the road's like, "Hey, dude, you're killing all our cattle," and he's like, "Oh, well, I mean, we figured that if dumping X in the river was okay. We if we dumped ten times X, it'd probably be good too." Yeah, and then fine. because those people did that. Then the government had to get involved and that you know and now, you know, you're talking about all the pussy liberals that won't let you do anything. Well they're the ones that are keeping you from fucking uh, poisoning yourself. Oh my yourself.
0: god. What's that fucking joke? Uh Paul Ryan and Ang Rand walk into a bar and order a shot. They drink tainted alcohol because there are no regulations and they die.
1: Right. Like, well, Shay, you and I you like and that, I were yeah.
0: born,
1: You and I were born and raised in West Virginia and not five years ago I think there was a chemical company in Kanawha County that poisoned about a third of the state's water supply. Do you remember that? They had a big yep. they, they had a big drum of some chemical that was right by the river, and it just sprung a leak and was just pouring fucking caustic uh, shit into the river for.
0: I weeks. was now I I don't I was to say I don't remember the specific uh details, but I do remember that like whatever that spill was went on for a while. Oh yeah, it was in the water go, table. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, like,
1: I mean. And they, when you showed a, a map of like what counties were affected by, which counties' water supply was affected, it was like fucking a third of the state. But yeah, whatever. Um, Deregulate everything, I guess. Um, so, I mean, like I said, we got a bunch of doses out. I think we're averaging 1.8 million doses a day now, which is
0: great. I, think I next couple I should weeks. really look into it. like, Because I, I keep getting these, uh, these emails about signing up for a vaccine uh-huh. wait list. But, like, I'm 35, I don't have any outstanding health issues, and I'm not considered um, essential right. because my job is I'm working fully remote. So, like, I, I don't come into contact with other people. And the last time I tried to sign up for it, I was, like, 45,000-something in line. Now, that sounds ridiculous, but they get them, like, in groups of 10 and 20,000. So. Right, right. Yeah.
1: I, I'm almost I'm – I, I got the same emails from – uh, university of kentucky every time i looked for a slot they were all full um, i kept signing up i know that it was through the university so they're assuming that i'm i'm you know interacting with students but i live six hours away so i'm never even on campus but and every time I signed up, hey man, did,
0: don't ask, don't tell's it got to be good for something,
1: right? And and every time I signed up, I did mention the fact that I was a live kidney donor, and that's really well, a live kidney donor.
0: Like, and your wife is a medical worker. Has she yeah. ever, Has Rachel already been vaccinated? Yeah, no? she's double. Yeah, she's double
1: thought. dosed out, so she's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's a uh, it's a thing. Everybody should do it. Speaking of vaccinations, Shay, this this hit right before uh, we sat down. Actually, later earlier today, but I, I heard about it. Um, Did you know that Trump got vaccinated in January? Didn't tell anybody.
0: Yeah, I I had seen that headline when I was doom scrolling, but I didn't actually follow it up. I just kind of, I gotta be honest with you, I just kind of assumed that's how it went. I assumed that the president, you know, the acting president of the United States got vaccinated. Like, I just assumed that was a thing. Like, I guess I'm not surprised at all by that.
1: No, I'm not surprised at all by that either. Um, I would also not be surprised that if just by, for the continuity of government, they gave it to him while he was fucking asleep or something. They just walked in and jabbed him <laughs> in the ass. Bam! Yeah. yeah. You know, it was like the Secretary of State's job to do it or something. I don't know, you know. Um, but uh, the fact that he didn't, like, make it known just tells you how much of uh, absolute fucking children his followers are. Because he knows uh, yeah. he couldn't announce that. But he's yeah. going to take the shot. Now, He spent a lot of time in the lead up to January 6th and after being real wishy-washy on whether that vaccine that he wanted to take credit for was good or not. Like, it was like, hey, listen, I made the vaccine the fastest ever, but also they might not be that good, so you might want to, like, he's trying to walk this really weird line with, hey, I made the best vaccine in the world, but also vaccines, that's not my shtick as a, you know, info warrior, you know. You know, as your, as your god emperor over here, so... I, I Did kinda, he I'd announce like, his 2024 run at CPAC? He hinted at it. He said Well, I mean, that, yeah. Well, and he's going to hint at it until he actually has to file, but yeah. um, he said, we'll get to that later, but yeah, he hinted at it. He didn't say anything exclusively. Now, um, as far as vaccines go, um, and uh, we'll let Don Blevins... We'll let that comment from Noble Evans wait till later. Um, now, Shay, uh, we talked about talking about vaccines, talking about, uh, you know, COVID testing. Um, also, talking about uh, Alex Jones being a fervent, fervent fucking racist. Mm-hmm. Um, have I ever played yep, yep, for yep, you yep, yep. Fitting All the Dragon?
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah. Well, I I, I had actually seen that before Then you played it for me because that's the one where it's like, him doing this, like, hella racist, like, weird... Yeah, no, I've I've, I've absolutely seen that.
1: Well, yeah, I got a quick clip for you where Fentanyl talks about the anal swabs and...
0: Oh, I cannot wait. I mean, okay, I'll be honest with you. I kind of fucking love this because this is one of those rare instances where it is very obvious that Alex Jones is playing a character. You know what I mean? Like, like... There is, I refuse, I you know, maybe this is a personal bias, but I refuse to believe that he comes up with Fentanyl the Dragon with any kind of serious intent to disseminate real knowledge. Like, this is one of those things where it's like, oh, I get what you're doing now.
1: Oh, but, but, but pray tell, Shay, when this is premiered on
0: his show, it's a special report. Well, I know that, well, that doesn't mean he's not an idiot. I'm just uh-huh. saying, like, like, the fentanyl the dragon thing is so blatantly racist and stupid that I really think that's like – I don't know. I just – I fucking love it. It's amazing. But anyway, continue. Well,
1: is it, this – okay. You can see my screen. Oh, yes. You can see my on the screen. Uh, yes. He, this takes it up a notch. And, and when Alex Jones
0: uh, first explained I'll, this – I'll just, accuse, I'll just uh, tell people if you're listening to this right now, Google Alex Jones, comma, fentanyl the dragon because yeah. this is like – it's like, uh, I'm looking at it, and it kind of resembles, like, uh, uh, when you do an augmented reality filter to, like, put a Pokemon in real life with, like, Pokemon Go, that's yeah. the kind of, like, graphics and animation that go along with this. It's like a Spyro the Dragon, PlayStation 1-looking dragon, superimposed onto, like, background footage of real people. It's Right, we're,
1: we're, we're talking, we're talking 1990s. Uh, yeah, it's bad. Like,
0: reboot. reboot. Uh, yes, type of that's a, CGI. yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah, it's super super bad, so it's, it's like oh man, it, it clearly took like 10 minutes to come, but anyway, that's just, just to give right. you an idea what you're and then the voice is incredible because it's right. Alex Jones himself, right? Yeah, oh, of course, Actually,
1: there's a really funny part in the depositions that he did when I drove in to get my vaccination. One of the things I did was I just re listened to all of Knowledge Fight's um, coverage of Alex Jones's depositions for the Sandy Hook trial, he's done two so far. And I listened to the first one, which was kind of fun. Then I listened to the second one. And in the second one, uh, the lawyer at one point makes fun of, like, Alex Jones film, filmed, like, doing a boo. He's like, oh, my baby died. And my baby died saying, oh, boo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. And the lawyer's like, so are you proud of that clip right there? And he's like, well, I don't think I did it like you did. Because the lawyer, like, reenacts it for him. And it's, like, it's really funny to know that, like, when Alex Jones is pressing at the wall, his first reflex is to defend his his skills as a impressionist. (laughs) Yeah. You know? He's like, listen, you're doing a shitty me. (laughs) <laughs> I do it better you know Yeah, it was really good alright so here is uh, here is Alex Jones talking about oh god just listen hello Americans as you have heard a, we are testing you with Q-tip with anal swab your diplomats do not like it but Biden says it will happen so now it come to America because you do whatever communist China say. So oh let me get it. Oh, oh now nah, I, I was keeping it warm for you. Now uh, I do it inside. The is red. Oh that's enough of that. Oh uh, yeah, well. When Alex Jones first, like, announced it on the show, he was like, my wife thinks it's a little bit too graphic, you know? I, I told him that the cotton swab should have some, like, green dragon goo on it, but they made it red. and it's a little bit too much. I'm probably going to make him re-edit it to make it green dragon goo. like, you, you, you've got a cartoon of a dragon pulling a cotton swab out of its ass and waving it around, and, and, and it clearly raises its That's not the biggest problem of this skit here, Alex. It's pretty gross, though. Yeah. So, he, yeah, he's racist. All right. Speaking of racists, let's move on. I now I know we haven't done podcasts podcast in a couple weeks. I got to reach back for a couple things. It really kind of bug me, and this one kind of got more recent. Uh, excuse me. I know you're aware of. Uh, excuse me again. Uh, Georgia Georgia Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, she is the loon that believes that 911 was an inside job. Real big queue on. Uh, vocal about actual Jewish space lasers calling, causing uh, California wildfires. Um thinks Democrats are pedophiles, real big in the QAnon stuff. The Parkland shooting was a false flag. That was another one. And so before she was elected, she did a bunch of real, in my, in my opinion, some way more despicable shit that she's done since she's been elected. Like,
0: she followed um,
1: Daniel, oh no, it's not Daniel Hogg. What is his name? Was it Daniel Hogg?
0: Yeah, the, the the Parkland survivor. Right, okay, Dana,
1: Okay. did I get the right? David Hogg, David
0: Hogg. Um, Close enough.
1: But she followed him around while he was on Capitol Hill, like, talking to, um, and she was like, why, why are you lying about the shooting? And she was, like, really pestering this kid, and that was kind of disgusting. Um, the other thing she did, did you see the video where she walked around and she was there to force Representative Omar and Representative Talib to uh, re-swear their oath? as house members on a Bible because they had done it on a Koran. Did you see that video? No. I'm not going to play it because she's, she's a horrible fucking bigot. But she did that. She walked up and like the people, she she found them on, on, on the house and she's like following around, waving around this Bible. She said that it was not a law. When they swore it in, it wasn't a law they, they could use the Koran. Um, FYI, anybody out there that thinks that, uh, you know, United States is a Christian nation, there is no law that says you have to use a Bible. A lot of people use textbooks, you know, whatever the fuck they want. Um, So she followed them all around to do that, and I thought that was just really, really fucking disgusting. Um, Because that's just you being a bigot. Like, just out there just being a bigot. For Um, sure. And recently, she... um, This is why, you know, I had thrown this up there for a while because she she, uh, what I wanted to talk about is her getting stripped of her committees. And another thing she did to deserve to get stripped from her committees is that... um, there was a debate on the Equal Rights Amendment, or Equal Rights Act, and several uh, representatives had tried to adjourn Congress because they didn't want to vote on this thing because they thought it was, you know, oh why would you protect, you know, transgender people and, uh, you know, the LGBTQ community. Um, Mary Newman, who is a Congress, congresswoman from, oh, where the hell is she from? Oh, damn it, it's not right in front of me. Um she's congresswoman her daughter is actually transgendered she put a transgender flag out front of her office which faces green's office and she said you know well here she'll have to, <laughs> she'll have to see this every time she comes in and out so what did green do green puts up this uh, sign that says there are two genders trust the science right you know she's mocking this this uh this yeah. so like another fucking bigoted thing but um that was recently, but I guess the question I had, to, I was gonna ask you, and I wanted your opinion, on, is the Democrats stripped Marjorie Taylor, uh, Taylor Green of all of her committee assignments? So she is a, a member of the House. She's a representative from Georgia. She has no committees to sit on, and now she's just gonna, I guess, post.
0: Yeah. And tweet. She got but, a didn't she get like a standing ovation from the GOP or some shit? Like oh, of course she did. Yeah, like yeah, that's, that's the whole like cancel culture thing they're talking about
1: right but my question to you is should we care because like a lot of the democrats a lot of the wonks that i listen to they're like now this is dangerous because now whenever the republicans get in power they're gonna take they're gonna kick AOC off all of her committees because she danced that one time
0: i mean i do it then
1: yeah that's go my, for it my, yeah, yeah. if you want to be that, again that that, do com- it.
0: that that come that comes back to what i said earlier where it's like you know uh you know one one side is worried about the repercussions of their actions and the other isn't and like i'm being hyperbolic obviously you should be worried about the repercussions of your actions but like that is that's like I, objectively she's a piece of shit like she's hassling um a kid that survived a school shooting i i, I don't i i i, I it, it's tart because you would be hard pressed to find if like yes that's true it's a slippery slope it goes both ways but you'd be really hard pressed to find somebody in the Democratic uh, uh, Party that has gone and done that much fucked up shit. Like, there's not footage of anybody on the Democratic Party hassling school shooters survivors. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's a false equivalency because of what if they do it? I was like, well, if they do it, like, I mean, it depends on what. If if you produce footage of a Democrat doing the same kind of fucked up shit, yeah, stripping of all their committee assignments, I don't give right. a fuck. They're a piece That's of shit. The thing, like- but you're not gonna find that because you know. Both sides are the same. I'm, fuck, fuck all you people that say that. Um, one side is clearly insane and out of touch with reality. Like, the basic fundamental understanding of what is real is does not apply to the GOP. So, like, I'm, I just don't care. I'm not worried about what they may or may not do in the future. Like, that's fucking stupid. You can't run a country worrying about what the other... I, it, that's dumb. I say go for it. Slam as much shit through as you can. Do as much as you can you know i don't know Well, and,
1: and i i agree and, and my thing is that you know somebody somebody came to me and they were like well what would you do if you know it was aoc i was like if aoc starts talking about catholics running lasers to burn up fuck i don't know
0: texas yeah we yeah. were yeah, off her committees it. I, don't, I don't like give a shit. that's the thing the shit that she got pulled off her committees for she did yeah. This isn't. This um, isn't like. Dude. Oh, you've been accused. Well, okay. I'll be honest with you. I've seen the Jewish space laser thing, but I've not a- been able to find any evidence. I, I, and again, hashtag haven't actually looked that hard. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I don't. I don't know. I haven't found like any quotes or footage or reporting. I just know that's a thing floating around. But yeah. the ha- but the hassling. So that may or may not be true. I don't know. Uh, but the hassling of the uh, of David Hogg is 100 percent a thing. And I saw the video of her doing it. And if you can produce videos of Democrats doing the same shit, then yeah, you should probably remove them from committees because they're garbage people. Yeah,
1: like when when the video surfaced of AOC dancing in college. Now she was a um,
0: Boston College, I believe. I'm sorry, I, there is literally no I, I, the I, I, the people that made a big deal about that. They had to have looked at each other and said. This is nothing right, but we're going to lie and say it is. It's oh, no.
1: I, I'll, I'll do you one better, Shay. I'll do you one better.
0: They were upset that they were sexually aroused
1: by a young woman dancing around having a good time. They're like, oh, my God, I would love to have sex with her, but she, she thinks I'm a, a horrible troll person.
0: Yeah. And, you know,
1: that's that's what's going and on she's,
0: and also And also, she's probably smarter than me, too, which I think is a big... Big thing. Oh yeah. Well, and lot, the funny—I don't know—I don't know how much you've paid
1: attention to to right wing media lately or your right wing friends, but there is a real deep and stupid vein of there is just a pants shitting fear of uh, Representative uh, AOC and a really boring and trite. And just repetitive fucking anti-trans bullshit, just transphobia. That's just getting so old, you know. And the thing about AOC is hilarious. There was there was a meme, and I haven't found it. I couldn't find it. But there's a meme that went around for a while, and it was like all of these like young aides uh, in uh, Congress, and she's walking by them, and she's wearing a not, you know, she's got a nice uh, top on, and she's got white pants on, and she looks great. And She's just striding past them, and they're all looking at her like clearly just licking her up and
0: down well okay so let's be clear eyes. um and like she is objectively beautiful like yeah, like, she's really, like I, and, and and you cannot and i hate it but you can't really talk about it because i really do feel like the the right f- spend so much time vilifying women for being fat or nasty or ugly or bitter that you know like donald trump making fun of women because they're not attractive and aoc pisses them off so much because she is fucking smart she knows what she's talking about and on top and she's talented she's educated she's driven she's intelligent but on top of all that she is fucking banging hot and they can't Whoa. you can't like that Ah, oh, it's so perfect because that's like because there's so many uh women on the left that the, the right just talk shit about because they're like let's be you know like you know, okay. Let's be honest. Nancy Pelosi, not that pretty of a lady. She's an older woman. She's whatever. But but like by like, you know I always whatever. Love it when
1: I always love it when when I when I share an article and somebody's like, oh yeah, Rachel Maddow looks like a dude. Okay, like cool, like, but she's
0: yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Well, like she's right. That's even that's even stupid too because like I don't really like Rachel Maddow, but like she is not an unattractive woman at all. Well, like, yeah, uh,
1: and whenever I always like to respond to that, I was like, uh, she's better looking doctor- than I am. Let's put yeah, it that like, way. I like to respond to that one, like, it's Dr. Matt out of you, dickhole. <laughs>
0: um, yeah.
1: Because she has a PhD in political science and government policy from, uh, Oxford. So, uh, pipe down, pipe down with your, uh, bachelor's in communications there, bucko. Um, but yeah, like the the meme that, that I was talking about earlier, the, the hashtag was like, that when you finally meet a woman who doesn't care what your dad does. Or who yeah. your dad is, and it's like so great because it's exactly right. And and actually, AOC is all the things you described. But one of the things I think is the best about her is that she knows how to play that media game better than a lot of the Republicans do. She does, like, yeah. She she will get on Twitter and fucking and and, and turn turn a a, a, a boomer uh, you know representative inside out. Like well, this like, is what oh, I'm talking what? about when I yeah.
0: when I get so angry about our, our uh, representatives being so out of touch. <clears throat> like the the part of the problem. Like I, I I'm not trying to be ageist. The hint i'm about to be super ages. yeah that <laughs> i've got so many these motherfuckers was. yeah in their 60s and 70s or whatever that are still senators and they just can't keep up because they didn't grow up in a modern media yeah, environment they, like, they don't they do not under and it's not and i'm not saying they're stupid i'm saying when they were at their height and these guys were playing politics with the media it was in the 50s and 60s when there was the news cycle now is nearly instantaneous, and like she gets that, they don't, which is a big problem the Democrats have because there's because like while a lot of the Republicans are the same way, people like Trump, unfortunately, understand how that shit oh, works, yeah. and they what, they, what they a, know.
1: One of yeah. the best examples of that is this guy, and I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna say his name is Cawthorne, and I'm gonna Google him because I usually I usually mess this up because I cannot remember this kid's name, um, because uh, I say kid because he's 25. I'm, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I will be disrespectful disrespe- later on purpose. Um, uh, but I think it's Nathan Cawthorn Madison. That's why I can't remember his name. Cause it's got a girl's name. All right. So us representative out of the 11 district of North Carolina the guy's name is Madison Cawthorn. Um, he has been a, uh, I guess, firebrand would be something good. Like he is a he is a you know MAGA guy through and through. He's twenty five. He's just just barely old enough to be uh, uh, a representative. He got the seat in like really really red district. He he uh, beat an incumbent out because he was more pro Trump than the incumbent. Now, there's a lot of, like, wishy-washy stuff in his background. He, he's the one that's in a wheelchair, Shay, if you're not familiar with mm-hmm. this guy. He's, like, real young. He was in a car accident. Now, I don't really want to pick apart his old background because his, his his hero story is his own. But, like, there's a lot of things that don't add up. Like, he says that his accident kept him from going to the Naval Academy. The Naval Academy says he was rejected before he was uh, in the accident. So there's a lot of things like that where he builds up his own narrative and, um... He uh, is now being accused of like sexual harassment by a lot of women he went to college with. So like those are all allegations. We don't know. But what I do know is is per what you were saying before, like playing the media game and playing the social media game that is you know very vital in politics now. Um, when uh, Cawthorn took uh, took his seat, he has hired virtually no policy people, but has hired double the, the uh, like PR people that anybody mm-hmm. ever hires. So this guy is literally just there to post and like do speeches to go to fucking CPAC, just just get out there. Like he spoke at the uh, the rally before the uh, you know insurrection at the Capitol on January sixth. Like he's gonna speak at every fucking thing you can find a microphone, you can tape a microphone to, and he's gonna do no fucking policy. And neither is neither is Green now because he's not on any committees. She's even said that she likes it. She's like, well, now I don't have any committees to sit on. I can just, I can just champion my ideas. Like, great. Fucking awesome. You know, I guess that's what the Republican Party is going to turn into is a bunch of shit posters and Donald Trump.
0: Hmm. I'm still hoping Trump forms a Patriot Party and they split the vote. It'll be great. But well, Republican, what, what's the, what's the, uh, what's the phrase? Uh, 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 Democrats fall in love, Republicans fall in line.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I I hate to break it to you, but Trump said he would not... He said at CPAC he would not do a third party. Oh,
0: I'm sure. There's... (laughs) Probably that I'm not convinced entirely the whole third party threat wasn't a whole third party thing wasn't a threat because now he's got people coming in and be like, all right, listen, man, if you don't start a third party, I'm going to help you with some of these debts and legal fees you got coming. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, and the whole thing is. um, I'll donate, you know. Yeah. Well, Trump's whole thing is that he is going to wreak havoc and, you know. uh, Well, what's the phrase like? There will be a day of reckoning for everybody who voted against him on impeachment and voted against him or didn't support him and all this bullshit. That's fine. Trump is actually really good about kneecapping his own uh, party in a primary because that's what yeah. he's done. You know, a, a lot of times that's the reason why a lot of these Republicans are such in lockstep with what Trump says and what Trump does is because if you step out of line – then you get some tweets. Well, that's not going to happen anymore. So that means he's got to he's got he's got to waddle his fat ass actually down to North Carolina, and Georgia, or wherever, and actually do a rally, which he likes to do anyways. So yeah. Do. But it used to be just a tweet. He would just spend a week tweeting about you, and then suddenly you get a primary challenger. On your right. That supports Trump, and then suddenly the MAGA crowd uh, flocks to that guy, and you're fucked. So that, like, that's what he wants to do. But you can't do that if you're the third party. No, you got to be in the party to do that. So that—that's what he said at CPAC. And I guess speaking to what we were saying, uh, I don't think we really need to talk about this much. Uh, Trump was acquitted in his second impeachment. I don't think. Oh
0: yeah, it has been a while since we've done this. Yeah, I don't think anyone was surprised by that.
1: Nobody was surprised by that, fifty-seven to forty-five in the Senate. Um, that was so the majority of the Senate thought he did it, uh, completely thought he did it. Um, but uh, a lot of them were uh, the reason. A lot of them, including Mitch McConnell, voted to acquit because they said they didn't have the um, jurisdiction. Uh, I would like to be very clear that Donald Trump was impeached while he was in office. Mm-hmm. That impeachment was turned over to the Senate. Mitch McConnell was in control of the Senate at that time and delayed it until after Donald Trump left office and then said, now that he's not in office, we can't impeach him. Yeah. Um, uh, I would like to just do a little asterisk up here at this point in the podcast and say, fuck Mitch McConnell. Um, But then Mitch McConnell said this, Jim. and I know you've seen this, but I've got to read it. It's just amazing. (sighs) God damn it. The House accused the former president of, quote, incitement. This is a specific term from the criminal law. Let me just put that aside for a moment and reiterate something I said weeks ago. There's no question, none, that the pre- that President Trump is practically and morally responsible for provoking the events of that day. No question about it. Um, uh, Senator, Senator Old, Old Cartoon Turtle said that just minutes after he uh, voted to acquit Donald Trump.
0: Mm-hmm. That sounds yeah, about he sucks. right. Yeah, he sucks. yeah, that guy sucks.
1: Um, but one of the things Mitch McConnell went on to say, and I don't want to play any more of that uh, speech, was that Donald Trump would see a reckoning in state and local courts, and that is a problem now.
0: The uh, uh, Yeah, the, the, the he... DA I, of the, the New York <laughs> D.A. has
1: eight years of Trump's taxes, and that can't go anywhere but south. Uh, they're, already, they're already... in. So what they're looking for there is they're looking for tax fraud, um... Tax fraud, uh, banking fraud, and real estate fraud. And by that, I mean you have have a property. You have it appraised. You you intentionally lower the appraised value on your taxes so you don't have to pay a bunch of tax on them. And then when you go to the bank, let's say Deutsche Bank, uh, you go to a bank and you want to take out a big loan to float your uh, failing businesses. Then you take that property and you list it at, let's say, three times what it's worth. Then you get a loan for it. The next tax cycle, you drop it back down. And, uh, we already have evidence of Trump doing that. There was a, his, um, I want to say it was a New Jersey property he had that they listed it at $27 for tax. I was $27. There you go. Good job, Justin. 20, they listed at $27 million for his taxes. And then when he took out a loan from Deutsche Bank, it was listed at 100, $137 million. And then, I mean, yeah, just keep, they keep doing that. And, and everybody keeps saying like, well, that's just how New York real estate goes. Like, well, then you guys should, you know, fucking fix New York real estate. Yeah,
0: I, I lo, I, I lo, that's like the worst thing uh, that I hate is like, well, it's just how it is. I'm like, man, fuck you, dude. By that logic, we'd still have slavery. Well, it's just how it is.
1: Yeah, it is how it is. And let's stop it being how it is. All right, so that happened. Uh, one of the fun things, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but Trump's off Twitter, right? And Trump, mm-hmm. um, the two things here connected. Trump really kept quiet after between he left office and his impeachment trial wrapped up, which is probably good good on his case. He keeps his goddamn mouth shut. I want to know how many lawyers it took it to convince him to do that, but whatever. So, there are no Trump tweets, because he's off Twitter permanently, which makes a 2020 run fun. I want to know how he I, does I,
0: that. I'm surprised that he hasn't called into news networks. or I mean, he's issued statements, kind of. Right, but like, and there's no reason he can't just put up a u. Uh, or was he? Is he pulled off YouTube? He's pulled off YouTube. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I mean, either way. Well, I, I distinctly remember Donald Trump telling me he's so rich he didn't need any money to run a campaign, so he could totally afford to start his own website yeah. where he puts up videos whenever he wants. Right.
1: Well, the th- the thing I would say is that without Twitter. He's quite on Twitter. He usually calls into places like Fox and Friends. Now, he hadn't done that in a while because he was, I guess, delaying low I he was trying not to get sent to Leavenworth. For sure. Um, now all that's behind him, and CPAC was his first big outing. And we'll talk about CPAC here in a minute, but I think these two things are also connected. Donald Trump gets acquitted, so he's acquitted. The other thing that's happening is Fox's ratings are in free fall. In the last two months, uh, in January and February, Uh, Fox has been third in the ratings behind CNN and MSNBC. Now, I was kind of surprised that CNN was the leader, but that's kind of more like middle of the road as far as partisan politics goes, like partisan news goes. Like, if you're watching CNN in primetime, you're probably not getting the Rachel Maddow version of everything, so I, I get that. But uh, yeah, they're getting just squashed because of Newsmax and OAN are just taking everything that is the Trump media. Even Trump himself has called it like, "I don't watch the news, I watch Trump media." Now, just wrap your head around the fucking ego that that has to say. Like, I don't even know if I could say the the phrase like, "I don't watch like the news, I just watch Justin News." Like, I don't know if I could do that and like not and sleep that night. That would be like. What kind of what kind of headspace are you in? <clears throat> but they are getting just ransacked, and I don't think they see any way out, right? Without Trump as a lightning rod to get people to like give a shit about like Fox and Friends or uh, the Sunday Show, Maria. Bartramona, Bartramona, I'm, I'm I, every it
0: wrong. single time I try to say that name, I say it wrong. So I'm just gonna go yes, that is her name.
1: Yeah, it's I, I say it wrong, but she she does the Sunday show, and he you used to call into that all the time. I would be like sitting here at the house, like trying to work on my thesis or you know do some work or something. And I would just have the TV on, and I would get a, a Facebook alert like Donald Trump speaking. So I just turn on the TV and I'm like, all right, like he just said some, he would say the weirdest shit. And um, I watched his. Speaking of CPAC, I watched his entire CSAC, CPAC speech on Newsmax. You want to talk about a wild ride? Like, <laughs>
0: like I, I couldn't do it. I tried. I just, I fucking can't do it. I just can't. Well, Trump's speech at CPAC
1: was completely what you expected. Oh, I sure. won the election. Uh, I'm really the president. They stole it from you. He hinted that he might run in 2024. But what he really said is, maybe I'll just come back and beat him for a third time. Uh, uh, FYI, you didn't beat him a second time; um, you lost. You know, um, he called the MAGA movement the most successful political movement in history. They lost. You know, it was it was it's just it's just a reiteration of all that dumb shit. But one of the funniest fucking things is, did you you said you you tried, but you didn't watch a lot of it.
0: Mm-hmm. I couldn't.
1: One of the funniest things is at the beginning of CPAC, they had to tell everybody to put on a mask, and these fuckers just couldn't do it like children. Um, let's see what we get here. This, this is this is this is this is this is this is some brutal shit here. Uh, let's get the right screen on. All right, can you see my screen?
0: I believe so. Yes. Yes. Okay. There it goes.
1: Now, now this is the beginning of CPAC. And they're just getting started and I, I wonder if you hear what what everybody hears back to talk about the Bill of Rights Here we go. but I also Bill want to mention rights. one thing
0: and I know this might sound like a little bit of a downer but we also believe in property rights and this property is a private rights. that's how they're gonna get we there. believe in the rule of law so we need to comply with the, the laws of this county that we're in um, but a private hotel just
1: like your house gets to set its own rules Carly our CPAC director
0: well, as Dan mentioned, we are in a private facility, um, and we do want to be respectful of the um, ordinance. Just just
1: real quick, they're in a hotel in Orlando, Florida. That's what they're talking about, a private yeah. facility.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 oh, no, yeah. It that they have as their private property, so please, everyone, when you're in the ballroom, when you're seated, you should still be wearing a mask. So if everybody can go ahead, work on that. I know, I, I know it's, it's not the most fun.
1: You, you have the right. You have the right to set the own rules in your own house and we're borrowing somebody else's house. So we need to comply with their rules. So thank you all for putting on your masks. I wear a mask when I'm in the halls and we're going to comply with their rules.
0: Thank you everyone. Have a good thank conference. You. You heard the freedom in the back, right? Yes, freedom. I, I, yeah. Again, I think, and even the <laughs> fucking people on stage. Like, by that logic, I can walk into your house and do whatever. Like, you're like, hey, man, listen, please, you know, I, I, I the example I was going to use was take a shit on your, your your coffee table but that's a little bit too too far let's say take your shoes off some people like to have shoes off when you know right 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 like hey man some please, have, sh- have like, rules, that's yeah. the equivalent of me walking into your house after coming in out of the rain in the muck and you saying hey man welcome to my home here's a beer could you do me a favor and take your shoes off and my result is to scream freedom in your face and then track mud through your whole fucking house right like yeah, yeah I, that makes it so fucking they're so fu- if you guys are so powerful and awesome how about one of these fucking millionaires running this conference hosted at their house and you can do whatever dumb shit you want? Like that, oh, it makes me so fucking mad. Bruno, fuck you. Yeah, it, it, it was, what, what, what I took away from that, the
1: thing that struck me about that is that here's a room full of, you know, the hardcore, the base of the Republican Party, the conservative political action committee, um, the people that, if if not, I'm not mistaken, Shay, are all about personal responsibility. You know? So I've got to take care of me, right? And you've got to talk to them like they're fucking children. Like they're absolutely fucking children. Well, I mean, these to... are the
0: same idiots that don't understand why them using Born in the USA as a song is hysterical. Oh, yeah. It's, it's fucking, yeah. it's satire, guys. You fucking morons. Now,
1: the other problem the CPAC had... And I don't know if you followed this. The golden closely. statue, dude?
0: Does that work? Are we well, going to talk that, about that well, golden statue? Because that's fucking awesome. Yes. Okay. So. I'm uh, sorry. The flip flops. I'm sorry. Yeah. That shit is like. Oh, so so good. there was a golden
1: statue of Donald Trump with uh star-spangled banner shorts on and red flip flops that was there um, at CPAC. It was rolled in. It was made in Mexico,
0: which is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's right up there with like <coughs> which which talk show host was it that Trump did an interview and he's like, well, but it says on the back of this Trump tie, made in China. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Um, no, it was made in Mexico, and apparently the artist in Mexico that made this this uh the statue has, um, and this I, I, I maybe I can find it while I talk has uh. Said that he is trying to, he is willing and ready to make a stainless steel one to be put in tr- the Trump Library. Which a Trump Library will never be a thing. Um, I can't find it. I don't, I don't want to waste time doing that. Um, but yeah, everybody saw that picture. It was funny. Um, the other picture is not so funny and more problematic. Have you seen the uh, problem with the stage of the,
0: um, CPAC? I uh, I don't watch CPAC at all because I can't. Like, I don't think my heart is strong enough to take that kind of increase in my blood pressure. So the future answer to all these questions is no. I have not seen okay. any of this shit. Well,
1: well I, I made line this shit right into my veins for all of yeah, this no. year. So, um, the other problem... Holy shit! I, it kind of looks like a swastika. Now, here's the other problem. Here we go. So, the stage of <laughs> CPAC is literally... Holy is literally what is called an enthu, enthu rune, <laughs>
0: that's bad. and that rune oh, that's is only
1: that rune only shows up in fucking an elite SS um brigade of the Nazi regime. That's the only place it fucking shows up. Now this uh you know you can see this um so you know it's got the now the wings here so you can see my cursor the mm-hmm. little wings on the side. That is that. This is the only place you'll see the wings is in this Nazi symbol.
0: Um, it kind of looks just for for uh, for those wondering. It kind of looks similar to a Jesus fish, which is which is which is funny. Um, this is a little different, but like just to give you the general idea, like the shape, it, it, that's kind of what it looks like. Yeah, I mean you could Google it. I'm sure it'll come up. But um, well, and the
1: other thing, the other thing that, that you should probably know is that this isn't the first time Nazis have done this shit. A oh no. One one of the
0: uh, wait is the lightning bolt for the SS considered a rune? Really? Uh I guess, it's one of them. I it's it's kind uh,
1: What I was gonna say is that there is a um, there's a documentary documentary on Netflix. It's called um, uh, something about um, the rage of the right. I, I, I watched it three or four times, but it's really good. And in that documentary, you see them. Stripping the actual swastikas off their shields and replacing with a rune similar to that rune because it's less instantly recognizable as a Nazi symbol. Like, they do it on purpose. They're, like, trying to dial down their awareness or their, their profile. And uh, like there's a whole scene. It's like ten minutes. They're out in the parking lot, just scraping these fucking uh, stickers off, and then they got these nice vinyl decals they put right over on their shields that they take to the unite the right rally. It's almost like they don't care that we notice. Right.
0: I mean, now, they don't. Uh, it's, I I would well, almost respect it more if they were just like, "Hey guys, we don't like black people or Jews. We're Nazis now." Like, that's what we. I'd be like, okay, cool. At least I don't know where you stand. You're not pretending to blow smoke up ass about it. But.
1: Well, Shay, that would be called revealing your power level mm. in Nazi uh, nomenclature. You're supposed to fly under the radar, like, with that.
0: True. Thing. That's very true.
1: And uh, now, liberal elites like yourself and I can make fun of this, but the Hyatt, where this was actually done, has released a statement saying that they find it abhorrent that this happened. And that has really really prickled the butts of the CPAC people that are like, also oh, now even the hotel thinks we're racist. And he's like, yeah, you built a racist symbol in our fucking
0: hotel. I, yeah, dude, everyone thinks you're racist because you're fucking racist. I, I don't, ah, yeah. uh, man, that's, yeah. That's, now, yeah. speaking
1: speaking of racism, um, would you like to hear a joke, Shay? I would love to hear a joke. Alright, so um, meanwhile, back at the ranch, Dale said to Roy, Limbaugh is still dead.
0: ha <laughs> ha! Zing!
1: Zing. All right. So, like we said, we haven't done this uh, podcast in a while. One of the biggest names in talk radio ever uh, passed away uh, on February 17th. Uh, Rush Limbaugh died um, from complications of stage 4 lung cancer. Shay, this is a quote from 1994. I'm going to read in uh, verbatim. There is no conclusive proof that nicotine is addictive. And the same thing with cigarettes causes emphysema, lung cancer, or heart disease. Russell, about 1994. He was a avid smoker of of cigars, and it bit him in the ass.
0: Um, Up until the day he died, right? Pretty much. Like that was his shtick. Like he'd like. I yeah,
1: yeah, he always had the cigar. He would always like show the cigar at the camera. Like, oh look at me, I'm a I'm a big I'm a big guy, and he was a big guy, he was a big fat ass. Um, uh he made a big point one there was one episode i caught I, I used to listen to rush limbaugh a lot back in like the aughts like in the late 90s and the aughts because i was still living in huntington and um, because of the media market in huntington there was no competition to rush limbaugh as far as talk radio goes there was no you know democratic version of you know back then there just wasn't anything like that and i used to listen to him a lot and I remember him doing, like, a, a fucking 30-minute spiel about how his wife said he couldn't smoke a cigar in the house anymore. And he t- basically told her to fuck off, uh, you dumb skirt. And um, they had a big fight about it. And he ended up uh, installing, like, a $60,000, um, uh, I guess you call it an exhaust fan, in his in his study, so that he could smoke cigars in his study. Mm-hmm. And it would just suck all the, the, the smoke out. And I was like, well... Uh, I guess your wife got you to install that, so she
0: won. Yeah, I, yeah. I fucking... I, I, I always wonder about that because he... I feel like <coughs> in recent times, probably because of the lung cancer, um, I never saw him actually smoking a cigar. It was always him waving it around. Um, you know, but again, I don't follow that shit closely. Um, it is funny that he died. Um.
1: Well, let's be very clear that we don't really want to celebrate anybody's passing, but Rush Limbaugh was a very malignant actor in the United States since 1988, and there's a reason why.
0: I'll say I'll celebrate it. He was objectively a bad person, and it is objectively a good thing that he is dead. It sucks for his family. I'm sure they're sad, but maybe they knew what a bastard he was too. I'm I'm not going to play that game of, like, I don't wish, like, I've said for years that if Rush Limbaugh died, I'd buy the bar around, so I'm not now going to be like, well, I shouldn't uh, yeah. now, fuck him. It's a good thing he died.
1: Well, there's, there's a quote that's attributed to Mark Twain, but it's not Mark Twain, and it's actually a bastardization of, a, of another quote from a um, – a different poet but the bastardization is actually better and it says i've never wished a man i never wished a man i never wished to kill a man but i have read some obituaries with great interest
0: yeah yeah exactly like yeah like right. I, I yeah i mean i'm not gonna sit here and tell you i've never wished rush limbaugh would get hit by a bus though so well let, let, me, let me delve into a little bit of reason why
1: you should not feel bad about that thought so I, I, i'm gonna started...
0: put this out there right now i have never felt bad about that thought to all continue. right well, that's good Well, well, uh, feel free to laugh as as you
1: see fit. Rush Limbaugh started his show in 1998. I'm sorry, 1988, and he was considered, uh, you know, a broadcast genius, a pioneer in his field. Uh, What Limbaugh was? was— Why? What did
0: he do differently? Here we go. In
1: 1987, the fairness doctrine was um, repealed. Do you know what the
0: fairness doctrine was, Shay? Was it that? No. I was thinking what was, I was. I wanted to say that was no, no. I do not know what that is.
1: I'm uh, thinking about
0: whatever it is Reagan repealed that allowed advertisers to make cartoons targeted toward kids. So we got Transformers. But that is 100% not the fairness doctrine. Uh, actually, it did have uh have have a part of
1: that.
0: Hell yeah! yeah. Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! yeah. Um, ah,
1: one of one of the things the fairness doctrine did was it uh. Enabled cartoons like that to be basically a 30 minute long commercial for a toy line, but the other thing that the fairness doctrine required was that if you were going to give a quote unquote Republican point of view on a topic, you had to give equal time for a Democratic view or the opposing view. Like I don't give shit Republican Democrat, you know. <clears throat> it could be like Green New Deal and pro coal, whatever you know. You had to have each side of, of the um, of the argument have, was given equal time. Reagan had that repealed in 1987, 1988. Rush Limbaugh show starts now. Did Rush Limbaugh see this and go, "This is how I'm going to make my millions. I'm going to jump into this market and I'm going to I'm gonna just going to I'm going to I'm going to go balls of the wall with it. I'm going to create a conservative movement." No, he was on a shi- a very little known um, station in Sacramento, and I and, and I'm just going to read this 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 portion uh, verbatim. Uh, in 1988, savvy former uh, ABC radio executive named Ed McCl- McClien- McClinnan signed Rush Limbaugh, who was then working at a Sacramento station, to a nationwide syndicated contract. McLaughlin—that's how probably I should say that. McLaughlin offered Limbaugh to stations at an unbeatable price. His show was free; all they had to do was carry his program and set aside four minutes for advertisements that he that McLaughlin would sell. And the rest of the ad time, the station could sell themselves. This is almost exactly what the InfoWars model is now. Alex Jones doesn't charge anything for a show. He just lets you have it. So this is how Russell Limbaugh got started. From the earliest days on the air, Limbaugh trafficked conspiracy theories, divisiveness, and even viciousness, you know, a.k.a. feminazis and shit like that. Prior to 1987, anybody who would use such language or controversial verbiage on the air would have been taken off immediately due to the fairness doctrine. The only reason Rush Limbaugh's fat ass could sit in that chair and say what he wanted to for three hours because Reagan repealed the fairness doctrine, and it left him a huge window. And this this uh, McLaughlin guy saw it and said, "I'm going to put this guy here, and he's just going to make he's going to build his own world." Because if there's nobody talking on the other side, then you don't have to like worry about what's right or wrong, or if you're correct, or if there's a lie, or anything. You just get to talk for three hours. And that's a great way to sell
0: ad revenue. Well,
1: I mean, you, you just yeah, I think one of one of Limbaugh's best skills <coughs> excuse me, was a world builder. He built a conservative world for his listeners where the Democrats were always wrong. He was always right, and the Republicans are always doing what was just. And if there's nobody, you know, coming back at you, you can just do that. Now, the other thing that I've heard was, you don't know how hard it is to talk for three hours. Horseshit. Uh, it's, a, it's an hour and 45 minutes. If you take out commercials, you and I have done that about 60 times now. We even do it with, with six or eight beers in us. It's not that fucking hard.
0: No. Now... <laughs> I mean the different. I, I'm sure. I you know. I bet he's got advertisers which he needs to please. We don't. We right. Can say whatever the fuck we want. But now, But yeah. I, I actually. I do. I do think about that sometimes. I do think putting on a three-hour radio show every day <coughs> or day, five days a week, or three days a week is much, much harder than people think it is. But it's not as hard as those hosts would tell you it is. If that makes oh, sense, right. you know what yeah. I mean. Like to the layman, you think like that's impossible. It's got to be so hard to do. And then they go up and they're like, "Oh, this is really hard to do." You know, I'm Alex Jones. I'm super good at this. I'm fucking really smart. But I mean, especially when you've got no, when you're not bringing on people that can push back, when you don't have to defend your argument, and you can literally just spew shit out there. It's right. not that hard. Now it takes a not i would say it's not that hard not everyone can do it not everyone can make up shit for three hours but like to the people that well, do it i don't think it's remember, that hard. you
1: have a production team yeah you have producers
0: that are yeah they don't come up with the shit on the fly they've had they have a script they have like a list of shit to talk about like this is right. general and then so at best it's kind of like where they've got like a general framework or an outline and then they kind of ad to fill it out but i mean it's well, not let,
1: let, let me put let me put it in a little bit uh probably not a great comparison but like when we do this podcast when we were doing this podcast we do this podcast about every two weeks when we do it every week or whatever i just keep a running list of news articles that i think we could have fun talking about and i just keep them in in a little you know folder in my uh, outlook rush limbaugh and his producers would do the same thing just on a more accelerated time scale um rush limbaugh and his crew would probably come in his was from um, noon noon to three is the show. I bet you money he was he was in there you know nine ish, eight or nine ish, and he was looking through the news. He was going to pop up if anything was going to like land right before his show started. He wanted to be know what was going on. you know. and the producers were always always paying attention to that shit too. And then after he went on air at at three o'clock, he was paying attention to the news and whatever popped up later because he could talk about that the next day. It's just it's it's a constant like just keeping one ear. To the to what would be considered the background den of the news, and seeing what you could pluck out to convince white people that they were being screwed over by minorities, and that's all he did. And um, there, okay, you, you mentioned his advertisers. That's a good point. There was a stop uh, Rush Limbaugh campaign that was organized by Media Matters um, around 2012. It started. Didn't really take off until two thousand and fourteen, because that's when Sandra Fluke the Sandra Fluke debacle happened. Do you remember that? Sandra Fluke was a George, George uh, Georgetown law student, and she had petitioned the university to have um, female contra- um, birth control.
0: Yeah, um, I do remember that. Okay, yeah. sorry that because yeah. that, that's how many years has that been? Uh, it's been it's been
1: almost. Been almost, almost ten years. Yeah, out. I was
0: gonna say. Okay, I know. Yeah, that's that. I yeah, explain. Sorry, I, I do remember but, that. But,
1: but she 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 had petitioned uh, her her school to include female contraception, birth control, things like that, um, as part of the student health plan. Um, things like Viagra were already included in the health plan for for men, but you know, birth control was not. Um, you know, the pill was not um, included for women, and she had petitioned the school to just include that. Um, to to. Uh, to their their plan and it was not like she didn't do a press she just literally petitioned the university herself it was not a press she didn't do a press or anything um somebody got wind of it and then it hit the news and Rush Limbaugh spent three days talking about it saying well if this bitch is having so much sex then I should be able to see a you know she needs to release a sex tape. if I'm gonna pay for her to get birth control so she can fuck this much you know I need to see I need to see some I need to see some titties basically Like, he just went all out, called her a slut and a whore and a prostitute. And that was one of the real turning points on his advertisement problems. Because up until then, people who advertised uh, on the Rush Limbaugh show, um, they would just hand their advertisements to the studio and say, or I'm sorry, the station and say, like, yeah, just don't put me on anything controversial. Well, Rush Limbaugh was on over 600 stations to this point, and nobody was checking. It's not like somebody was, like, listening to him and seeing if he was saying anything that, like, you know, Tyson Farms wouldn't agree with, you know, or Kraft Cheese or, you know, who, who the fuck knows, right? Like, there was no checking of, like, what would be considered, you know, proper for these advertisers. And the, the Sandra Fluke thing was, was a real lightning rod for a lot of advertisers. We're like, holy shit, wait a minute. My shit's on that show? The guy that just called a college student a slut for an hour is hawking my beanie weenies, mm-hmm. you know, and they and, and they had a lot of pullback and he lost a lot of stations. He actually did lose, um, his, uh, flagship station in, in New York. And that, that's kind of, this is one of the, the more I, I still
0: think that the, the, his whole, and a lot of these guys, they're still their whole shtick is they do this shit. And then there's gotta be some formula you can work out. That's a proportion of like, okay, uh, Rush Limbaugh said something super homophobic or racist. He loses sponsors, but then he's got some guy on the back end, some you know, some fucking Koch brother type person who's like, "Yeah, man, you're you're you telling it like it is. I know those fucking sponsors have to cut you, but you know, here's twenty million dollars. This is a donation to help you out, and that's where that money comes from." Um,
1: Shay, Shay, you might be a witch because you just read the next three or four lines on my outline here. And oh, word. Ah. <laughs> it wasn't that Rush Limbaugh is given in direct donation by these billionaires, but what the billionaires would do is they would, because what Rush Limbaugh,
0: they make sure he's taken care of because he's pushing their
1: viewpoints. Let's put it exactly. that way. Let's put and it that way. A lot of, and what they did was to buy stations and run Rush Limbaugh, um, to run Rush Limbaugh on this station. So for like New York is an example, uh, WABC was the flag, his flagship station for years. He was yanked off of it for the Sandra flick shit. Um, what a billionaire did was buy a radio station in New Jersey that just barely got into the New York market and, and just threw Rush on there. Like, he yeah. bought the station and threw Rush on there. And so what started to happen is, to keep Russian markets, these billionaire backers would buy out stations. And the stations would lose money. So to keep them running, the guys would just, like, either throw money at it or take out loans to keep the stations going. If you didn't have the money to, to run it, you would take out loans. So then started the situations where... If you wanted to take out a loan to fund your station, it was almost a given that it had to carry Rush Limbaugh because he was the biggest name and had the biggest audience. So he became a problem and a solution. Like, if you wanted to take out a loan to keep your radio station going, they were like, well, do you have Rush Limbaugh? Because if you had Rush Limbaugh, the, the bank would be like, well, of course you're going to have enough reader, you know, viewers or listeners, whatever the hell you call them, to float this. So, all right. So, like, him being on a station... Would, would would be the deal breaker of whether or not you get a loan to keep your station going. So there's this this weird vicious cycle that started in the late ninety or I'm sorry in the in the aughts with Rush Sunball and now he's gone. And now, like for if I'm not mistaken, for the last couple weeks, they've just been running best ofs us because you can't take Rush out of the ecosystem without it fucking falling apart now.
0: So I mean I'll say I don't this know what's gonna I, happen, but I'm entertained. If I can't turn on NPR and listen to car talk, <laughs> then those dildos shouldn't get to listen to fucking Rush Limbaugh after he's not around anymore. That's all you know, that's if that fr- kind of frames it for you how I look at it. Um Yeah, I mean he'll they'll do that forever. Uh they'll have to replace somebody I mean, somebody'll step up. I mean well, that's I, they, I, I, can, I, I can tell I, you the three that, that are in that,
1: that bracket. The, I guarantee the you there's them, a boardroom somewhere
0: Hannity. full of guys that have a, have a list of people. Yeah, Sean Hannity, ugh. It's Hannity. Yeah. Um, I mean, Hannity doesn't have
1: any of the individualism that Limbaugh does or the independent thought that Limbaugh does. Like, Lim, Limbaugh would, would find a thing, make it, make it a story, and then convince the Republicans that they should be mad about it. Hannity just goes, like, what's everybody mad about? I'm going to bark about that for a while. I yeah, think that's he, he, all
0: he really needs to do now, though, because, right. because Rush Limbaugh carved out that niche for him. Like, like, oh, yeah, yeah, you don't need another pioneer for shitty shit because the, the original one did his job and freed up, you know, the market, opened up that market so people could come in and just keep spewing that same shit.
1: You know who I would love to, to see take that spot is a guy named. Not Alex Jones because he would just he would just ruin no, it. No. But Dennis Prager, <laughs> I
0: got Dennis sucks.
1: Prager. That so guy That bad at radio sucks.
0: Yes, I know exactly. Yeah, that fucking guy it's sucks. It's like
1: he will say something that he think is just profound, and then he'll just sit and stew in it for forty seconds. And you're like, did 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 he die? Did he die? Like, like you can almost hear somebody like tapping on the uh, the window of the of the studio and say something, motherfucker. Um, yeah, he's so bad. Prager U is horrible, but uh, his radio show is absolute garbage. You have got this guy; he's been married, He's on his third marriage. Has a a, a male female hour on like Thursdays. It's it, ugh. Ugh. Um. Now I don't know if I've told you this, but we need to wrap up some things about Rush Limbaugh before we move on to fun stuff. You know that uh, Rush Limbaugh is the direct reason I'm a Democrat, right? Have I told you this story? No. So do you remember when he was busted for uh, doctor shopping around for uh, oxycodone when he was addicted yes, to? Yes, you know, yes, a, a, After years of saying if you're yes, a drug addict, yes. it's your fault. Ah, your that was off. the best. Yes, after years of saying if you're a drug addict, it's your fault, you should fuck off because you're a weak person. Um, R- uh, El Reshbow, uh had developed a uh, nice, uh, nice little oxycodone habit. And he was busted doctor shopping, um, going from doctor to doctor to get prescriptions. And he was also busted doing what's called structuring your payments, um, which is when you um, either do withdrawals or um, deposits into a bank that are just under $10,000 so that it doesn't pop up on the federal uh, report of somebody withdrawing a large amount of cash. So he would go to a bunch of banks, take out about uh, $9,990 dollars. And then he would go find a doctor and buy a shitload of oxycodone. Now, I am hungover. It's a uh, it's a random day. I'm still working in i uh, I'm still working at um, Marsh University. I am um, probably hungover. Decided I was going to go to Taco Bell. Taco Bell still there? It's the the Taco Bell on Fifth Avenue, in Huntington Shay. You know what I'm talking about? Is it still there? It's still there. Oh, thank God. I, uh, I go and get myself a couple burritos, pull over in the parking lot, turn on some Rush. I'm going to eat my, eat my uh, Taco Bell and try not to die. Yep, yep. And uh, Rush Limbaugh is talking about how the two things that are wrong with America are the Democrats and the ACLU. Now, I know for a fact that the previous week the ACLU had not represented him pro bono, but had written an am- amicus brief supporting... Uh, His lawyer trying to block the government from taking his uh, medical records. So the government wanted to uh, subpoena Russia's medical records to show how many oxycodone pills he had gotten from how many doctors. And Trump's lawyer, um, you know, Russia's lawyers are trying to say no. And the fucking ACLU sided with Rush Limbaugh and said, no, you cannot look at Rush Limbaugh's medical records. That's an invasion of his privacy.
0: Which is, I would agree. That's true. Yes. Like
1: that's... and then Rush Limbaugh goes on the show and says that they are the problem in America. That day, I sent the ACLU a uh, a donation, and I've been a member to this day. I got a little card in my wallet, and I drove, hung over as fuck, to the courthouse on my lunch break and registered as a Democrat. That's the
0: best. Super... This that's, the best super hero, that's the best superhero. That's uh, the best superhero, metahuman, whatever you call origin story. Origin there is. story. You know, yeah, dude. That's Christopher Nolan. In line of the... Christopher Nolan is going to make a really pretentious movie with terrible sound mixing that everyone pretends is really hard to follow but it's not about your origin story.
1: Can can I get a little bit of JJ Abrams like f- lens flare in there? Lens flare. Lens, lens flare.
0: Absolutely. 100%.
1: I mean, I was standing in the courthouse in Huntington sweating vodka to sign up to be a democrat because this bag. <laughs> <podcast laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> Just awesome.
1: had, had to had to be a dick, and he's always been a dick. Um, he told an African American woman who called into the show to take the bone out of her nose and call back later. Jeez. How was that even in your repertoire? Jeez, like, how, like even in my like most you honestly
0: kind of have to respect what a car like he's almost like Mister Burns. Like you have to respect how evil he is. Like I get. Like, he's like, he is what he is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's not even pretending at that point when he says something like that. It's like, all right, cool. At least I know what you're about. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, he used to have a, like, jingle he would play when he talked about AIDS death.
1: It was like the, he would mock AIDS death by playing this happy song about it. Um, he played YMCA whenever he talked about AIDS deaths. He mocked uh, Michael J. Fox classically about overdoing his, you know, overdoing his, um... oh, shit, what does he have? It's all cerebral palsy, is it? Oh, MS. Does he have MS?
0: Uh, who are you talking about here?
1: Michael J. Fox.
0: Uh, Michael J. Fox has. Oh wow! I, I can't just uh, it's it's uh uh when you have when your uh your your body starts to shake uncontrollably, but I can't remember the name of it because I've had four beers. Uh. It's going to make me mad. I can see from your face you're googling it. So I'm just going to give our audience a live feed. Justin is reading. He is reading. Uh, he looks confused. Uh, he's good at math. Words don't words elude him. Uh, it's fine though. Uh, Michael J. Fox has insert question. How have you not googled this yet and kept me from talking? What are Parkinsons? You there it is. Parkinsons. Ah, oh, damn it. We're idiots. Yeah, that's dumb. No, I, I, yeah, no. It's none of those other things you're talking. Yeah, okay, great. Ah, this is good radio. Good radio, yeah. No, and, and like, okay. You you want to
1: talk? Like, okay. Let's trade. Let's trade jobs now. I'm gonna tell you something. And I want you to. Go- I want you to Google an image of of Rush Limbaugh right now, and I will tell you something you probably don't know because this slipped by me too. Mm-hmm. Um, Rush, One of Rush Limbaugh's greatest feats and and skills was to take anything that happened in an administration he didn't agree with, and then relay it to his audience and say like, Hey, listen, they're taking. you know, they're screwing you over for this reason. He at one point said, like during the Obama administration, they had to buy a new limo. I think I believe they call it the Beast, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the it's like it's like a goddamn tank, right? Well, during the Obama administration, they had to upgrade it. Rush Limbaugh said the reason they had to upgrade it was because Michelle Obama was too fat to fit through the doors. Right? I
0: remember that.
1: Now look at the picture of of Rush Limbaugh that you've Googled and tell me. Oh, he's fat. He's fat as
0: fuck. He's always been fat as fuck.
1: Right. Like, he would use, and and he would call, I don't, he, if you haven't listened to a lot of Rush well, Limbaugh. Well, that's, that's not that. fair.
0: When I say fat as fuck, I'm thinking like fat bastard Austin Powers fat. He is, and I'm not a small man myself. Uh, he's proportioned, actually doesn't. We book. are not petite no we are not petite men he's proportioned almost exactly like donald trump i'm looking at a picture of him shaking donald yeah. trump's hand and they he's a little less portly, but he's about the same height and weight
1: in the 90s he was a lot heavier he was very he
0: lost, i remember him as a kid he was very fat in the 90s he lost a
1: lot of weight yeah and then uh, yeah pill addiction did that to you <laughs> yeah yeah but um one, one of the one of the things is like he would always take some something that the Obama administration or the Clinton administration—I mean, I mean, he he also classically, when he had a TV show, it was very short-lived because he really sucked at TV for some reason, but he's really good at radio. Uh, he said, oh, do we have a picture of the White uh, the White House dog? And he put up a picture of Chelsea Clinton. Yes. And he goes, no, that's not right. And then they put up a picture of the actual Clinton's dog. And it's like, oh, great. She's 13. Way to go, you dickbag. Yeah, he would do stuff like that. But whatever he did, he would say he would he would frame it in the way. So, like with the Michelle Obama thing, he would say, "Listen, the new limo is going to cost ten million dollars, and the Obamas are taking that money from you, you hardworking Americans, because Michelle's fat ass can't fit through." You know, he always had to turn around like that. It's just like God damn, like I don't know. I don't I don't have the genes in me to like. Talking to my ass like that, like that would be like you and I spending another two hours going. You really shouldn't touch alcohol.
0: Yeah, no, these, and, these uh, are the it's reasons like, alcohol. Dude, hey, listen, it, do as I say, not as I do, bro. It's amazing,
1: but anyway, R.I.P. Rush. Yeah, nobody's gonna miss Rest you on this piss, buddy. All right, fun stuff. Got to do fun stuff. <coughs> Damn. Um, Godzilla versus King Kong. What I can't God,
0: the day keeps moving. What day is that? It's the thirty first. Okay, because it was the twenty sixth originally, but they pushed it back because of the the uh, Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. So they wanted now to. Give have us you space. Uh,
1: Have you seen that we have seen the first look at Mechagodzilla in some leaked merch?
0: Oh yeah, that's that's hashtag old news, bud. Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, so at least we're all on page there. This uh, fucking
0: controls. nerd just saw that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> this fucking asshole. But then after I saw that, I saw that the director, uh, I don't know his name, said that there will be a winner. And I kind of want to drive to his house and kick him in the pills because we all know the winner is going to be Godzilla and King Kong when they defeat Mecha Godzilla. Oh, yeah, it's going to be on one it. of
0: those things, yeah. yeah. It'll be they'll, one of those dumb they'll, things.
1: Don't try to fuck yeah. us. how, you know, we how drink, many? We might drink non-beers and try to do a podcast, but you're not going to fool us.
0: You, Justin, you linked on the socials today a story about The the Japanese Godzilla, it's Godzilla Tokyo SOS, which is a movie where Mechagodzilla's (laughs) origin is. It is is called. It's not called Mechagodzilla. It's called Kiru for reasons, and it is built around the The bones bones of the Godzilla that died at the end of the original one from '54. So it's the original Godzilla's bones in this thing. And then the other, then the Godzilla fights his new Godzilla. That's a recurring theme in those movies. There, there's always different Godzillas. But anyway, I was
1: I was literally floored when you told me that.
0: that oh, like, I never paid I never paid enough attention to the. Well, the Justin, trans. you know why? It's because there's almost forty movies, and I highly doubt you've seen them all because you have too much respect right. for that. So. Well, um,
1: I, I I knew that there were, like, genres. There's, like, this, this string of, of Godzilla movies, and then you got this one, and, you yeah, there's genres. like You got your Showa,
0: like, which is uh, 54 right. to 74. You got your Hesse, or Heisey, I can't remember what it is, which is 85 nerd. to 95. Nerd. And then Millennium, which is 2000 to... I'm typing
1: nerd into the text, but the the people can't see that. Ooh, Robotech. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. There's like three, and then and then you had Shin Godzilla, and then the after I think after Godzilla versus King Kong, Toho's making another one, which just makes me rock hard. But That's um, good. yeah, well, but 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 have like, you seen any of those like the ones that I, I have? I, I watched Shin, Shin Godzilla, that was really oh, good. I mean, whatever. But like, what about like Godzilla Final Wars or Godzilla Tokyo SOS or any of those? It's like where
1: like. These aren't animated,
0: right? No, 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 no. These are all guys in suits stepping on train sets while firecrackers go off around them.
1: I'll have to look those up. I I watched... I I can make you
0: a list, my man.
1: (laughs) Please (laughs) do. Please please, don't, really. Yeah. I would love... Because I will download them and I'll throw them on a flash drive and they'll just sit there like whenever I'm drunk and like I turn off my Xbox and just go to the flash drive and start playing something. Um, But no, I watched watched the Shin Godzilla one because I would recommend that. that.
0: And 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 I watched
1: the one with, with...
0: it's a shame what, they're not what's doing. What's the one a with the big
1: dragon wings? I always That's King
0: Ghidorah. That's has no no no, 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 no. It's like it's red. Oh, Godzilla vs. Destroyer. Destroyer. Yes, yeah, Destroyer. Des- yeah, right? Actually, actually, even in it's the Destroyer. Destroyer. It's like Y A H. Yeah, uh, Destroyer. Yeah, it's destroyer. Yeah, right. destroyer. Yeah. I watched
1: that one too. I was like, "Oh shit!" I don't know if I'm drunk enough for this shit.
0: Oh man, but that one's so dope because then they they pulled that the the, the burning Godzilla in Godzilla King of Monsters the the one that came out a couple of years ago. At the end when he's all red and burning, it's just like just oh, I fucking love that movie. Yeah,
1: no, it was good. It was good. I I, I appreciate. It. I I think, I think I like. I just like the aesthetics of Destroya. It was a it was a it was a neat monster to watch. Kind of like, you know, it's kind of like a well.
0: And the a, thing that's funny... kind of your weirder, uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Power Ranger yeah it kind of looks monster. like a
0: dragon type thing um, what's fun about that is like if you read the behind the scenes stuff on those so like the Godzilla, when you're in the godzilla costume in that era it's you know the, the guy inside it's i don't know under six foot tall but with the whole yeah. costume on the costume's like 10 or 15 feet tall i think and then destroyer is like 10 feet taller than that so like the the logistics of how they did everything is really cool um the only other one other monster that was bigger was um i want to say godzilla versus biolanti if you've ever seen that one
1: i've seen that. yeah Yeah. that
0: that final form that was a weird one that with the with the tentacles and shit toward the end and just for those that don't know that is a movie where godzilla fights a monster that is mothra's dna a psychic girl's dna and Rose's DNA, all combined into one, and we mix with Godzilla's DNA. It is some fucking stupid bullshit, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but the final form of that thing... Our bullshit is, threshold on the Westcast is real, real high. Hot. But the final form of BioLanti, like, the on stage, like, just practically speaking, like, the puppetry, the guy in the suit, and the puppets was, like, 20 or 30 feet or something? Like, it, it, it took, like, 20 guys to run it. It was insane. It's very oh, cool yeah. to read about. That shit gets big, and it's detailed. Yeah.
1: Um, but meanwhile, Back at the Ranch, Dale said to Roy, we were talking about a, a mecha Godzilla built around Godzilla's bones. Oh, no Godzilla's shit. Yeah, bones, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, Which doesn't seem to me the most effective way of building a Godzilla, unless unless Godzilla's bones are, like, super dense, and you can use them as a, inf- you know, the, uh, the, um, in- infrastructure.
0: Um, in... I'm... Pr- oh, man, there's... In the Japanese, in Tokyo SOS they talk about having to use his bones because they've built, I want to say it's like a, a air quotes, swish, swish neural computer. So oh, like okay. there we're needs we're to be, that yeah, absolutely. So there needs to be some sort of biological interface between the, or maybe it's like a computer based off Godzilla's brain. I don't know. It's real dumb. There's some half-assed reason um, they do it. Okay. Yeah. It's real weird.
1: Well, I I I just personally,
0: as a I wait. I fan of wait. Mecha, anyway, it's like Gundam,
1: Gundam yeah, Gundam, you know, uh, oh god, uh, Pacific Rim shit, is just just mm-hmm. blank there, like like Mecha Godzilla has always been fun. Mecha Godzilla was fun in Ready Player One, um, you know, it's super not the best way of fighting Godzilla, but whatever we I, I uh in preparation for this one Godzilla versus King Kong, I'm rewatching Godzilla King of Monsters, and I am I am loving how much they're just like fuck it we're doing this thing we got this thing that makes echo sounds it's gonna make this thing real mad and then we're gonna wake this thing up with it like they just don't give
0: a shit no And it, it well that's gotten to the par- well that's the, the part it's, where they it's do the Hollow Earth yet. yeah no it and it, yeah and then there's it, again that that movie is structured um and and it, it's so, it, it is a Japanese Godzilla movie with a white cast. I, like right. it is so similar to uh, Godzilla Final Wars in some way. That, like I can make a list of things that's literally like a line item with like they pulled this from this movie. Where they this, get this from? Yeah, this, like yeah. it's and, and just I respect yeah. the shit out of that. Oh, it, it's great. The yeah, they, they they that movie was clearly like all right, you fucking nerds. They tried to make a, a an American <laughs> Godzilla movie that was cinematic in like air quotes a film and not just a big yeah. monster movie. Everybody hated it. So. Here you go, which which makes sense because the character's been around for like fucking you know since 1954. So like if it ain't broke, don't don't fix it, guys.
1: All right. Well, and also like coming 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 to King Kong versus I'm sorry Godzilla versus King Kong. Oh, I
0: can't wait for that shit know, out
1: later this month. One of the things I keep seeing online is like everybody's like, how the hell is Kong supposed to uh, match? Godzilla, now we've already seen in the trailer that he yanks off one of Godzilla's spines, makes it into an axe, and uses it to deflect the atomic breath. But, like, the new trailer has all the characters going like, man, I don't know if Kong's going to make it. He might die. And, like, you know how we skip over this and we just have a great, I don't know, six-film franchise is somebody goes, well, Kong's still growing, and he heals really fast. But his just metabolism is much different than Godzilla's. And then, all right, we're off to the races, fuck it. Then you can blast him with atomic breath, and then the next scene, he'll just be like, yeah, that hurt. I, 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 can, I mean, we can, we can plot this all this all day long, Shay. Why are we not hired by these people?
0: I don't man? know. Probably all because right. of our, right. our drinking. Shh,
1: don't tell, Shh, don't that. tell about that. Um, also, dumb movie. Did you watch Monster Hunter?
0: No, it's out. I forgot about that. You can find it? Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I and it is silly. I have the, the I have a unrequited love for um fuck, what's her husband's name? Uh Paul W.S. Anderson, the director. Oh, yeah. And Oh,
1: that's uh, her husband. That's her
0: husband. Yeah, her the director oh, of that. and all of those Resident Evil movies. That's her husband. Um And uh, I, you Uh, know, yes. So I have a a lot of respect for their dedication to taking an amazing video game and just turning it into a shitty movie. (laughs) Like it is, you know, in in such weird times as these pandemic times, it's good to see Mila Jovovich and Paul W.S. Anderson still taking video games I love and turning them into fucking dog shit movies. Like, and that is somebody who. Loves the Resident Evil movies, all like fucking nine of them or whatever. But they're oh, all. Yeah. I have cool. them all on
1: DVD. The first one, the DVD. first
0: one is the only one that's passably decent, and then after that, they're all garbage. But I fucking love those movies.
1: I I, I think it was the, the it was like the second to the last one. I bought it, and I'd watched all of them up to that point, and I put it in. It was the one where like they go down into some pit, and there's like you know like they land on the top of some like the plane lands on the top of some tower and they go down in the tower and there's some big elevator yeah like it's all nonsense. uh yeah
0: that's that's like this that's towards the end yeah that's i can't remember what yeah, that's that like is
1: the yeah. second to last one or. yeah and i remember i watched it, i was like oh man i got this movie like i owned all the other ones i just went ahead and bought it on dvd I hadn't seen it yet it's like all right it was great threw it in the old xbox hit play Apparently, I was way too drunk to watch that movie because I was just like, I don't know what the hell is going on. This is insane. I can't make heads or tails what's going on here. All right, let's watch something else. Next day, dead ass sober, same response. What the shit is going on? Like, I don't know what's going on. There's just a monster here. He's just slinging a big old hammer. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Where did he come from? You know? It had, it had. Um, when I was watching Monster Hunter, I uh, I really had the thought of, like, I sat there and looked at Mila jo- Jovovich. Yes. Did I say that right? Um. And she started out as a model. And I really had a... like a, The first a,
0: thing a, I yeah. remember seeing her in was Fifth Element. I think that was... that right. Was that her right. breakout role well, that, or was it something else?
1: Yeah, that was it. That okay. was she, she, she nailed that. That was amazing. multi mean Yeah, that movie's amazing. Uh, but I was just sitting watching Monster Hunter going, how the hell did this model end up being the go-to, you know, female action star of the 90s and the odds? just just out of hand like I, mean, uh, it seems like
0: I mean i mean she's great at it just seems like I a weird say that's true because she's not in that much stuff she's in some shit she's in very she's in a lot of very specific adaptations of uh of shit that you and I There's something about that niche for her. Are we just
1: biased? Am I just biased? I think so. I think we, yeah. I think
0: you notice her more because she's in things that she's in video game adaptations and uh, and and like like didn't she play? Uh, fucking. Now that you
1: think about it, I just know her from the. uh I guess it's all the the. Um. Oh shit. Resident
0: Evil games, yeah. Or, well, she's in the movies. Yeah, all the movies. And uh, there's a lot of them. I mean, she's been in a bunch of stuff that's like that. Um, that, uh, that, But it's always of that same kind of caliber. You're right. But, and it you know, you've got, like, you know, uh, all the Resident Evil movies. Um, yeah, I'm looking at her IMDb now. Uh, I, got, I mean, honestly, those are the big ones. Like... You know, eh, right. you, like, That's if you, yeah. as you scroll through the list of shit, like, she's not, you know, uh, the fourth kind, it's ultraviolet, um, but most of them are Resident Evil movies. She played, she, who the fuck, she played somebody in fucking King of the Hill? What?
1: Yeah. Um, all right, so, WandaVision's still great.
0: She's been in a bunch of shitty movies, sorry. Um, I have not watched that.
1: It's good. It'll be good. Like I know you're gonna shotgun it once it's over.
0: Is it still? It's still currently airing, right?
1: One, one more episode.
0: Yeah, yeah, See, that's the perfect time to get into it then.
1: Yeah, it'll be good. Um, so we got the Snyder Cut coming up. Now we do not know how much of the movie. So I know you have a problem with the fact that they say they've only added one scene, which is probably true. I, they I, reshot I, one scene.
0: I don't. I don't think I've ever said that's a problem I have with it. I think my pro- my, my my problem I have with it is that I just I just don't think it's going to be any good, but it'll be fun and I'll watch it. Uh I want I I don't, I don't I know. It's okay, so
1: 4 hours. Okay, so here's is, the thing. They say they've only shot one new now.
0: scene. Right. But my understanding is that of what we saw in the theatrical version, only of all the stuff that Zack Snyder filmed, they only used about 10% of it for what we saw in theaters. Really? Is and I don't know. I don't know if that's true. That's what I'm saying. Like that's well, just... see
1: that. Okay, I guess that's, that's the big question. Is is the difference? Is is how much of the, the movie that we'll see for the Snyder cut is stuff that was left on the cutting room floor for the Whedon cut? That Snyder was like, no, this is what I wanted in my thing, so he puts it back, and he's like, I guess that's that'll be the difference. We'll just have to see. But it's four hours. Yeah. It's so well, I mean, so shit. the
0: theatrical cut was two hours. So there's two out. So like, I think i'd love to know what the the first of all i'd love to know how much of what i've read about this is true like the 10 percent thing but also like i think when people say new footage they're defining that as hbo gave Zack snyder money to film stuff specifically for them versus stuff he filmed before but was not used after josh whedon took over which from our perspective is all air quotes new footage but it's not real we haven't seen it yeah, exactly. so I, I yeah, it'll be exactly. interesting to see if I if I really cared, I'd watch I'd watch one version before the other one. But there's no way I'm giving six hours of my life to that movie. Um,
1: I might have time of, I mean,
0: I, I'll probably just read it. I'll read I'll read a summary. I'm sure someone will do it. Yeah. All yeah. right,
1: and we've been going for a while here. One last thing before we go: Superman and Lois. Have
0: you watched? I them? have not. I did not even know it had premiered until yesterday. I actually. Uh, I heard because... it was all right. It's what a two-hour premiere or some bullshit, right? Yeah, it's a two-hour premiere.
1: Yeah. Um, the premise is that uh, you know Superman, excuse me, and Lois are married. They've got two. Uh, they've had twins. Um, the big question is: uh, Will the twins have powers? Spoilers: They do. We got because uh, well, yeah, duh. But it's actually pretty good. It's, they go back to Smallville, and Superman's trying to like you know kind of recreate uh, his uh, childhood there and make you know. Solve some problems that he feels uh, responsible for because he left for Metropolis, and I'm watching. It. It's great. It's it's just classic CW. It's actually a lot less campy than the other stuff.
0: I feel um, like, um, uh, I had read that the vibe they were going for was not to be on par with the DC theatrical air quotes darker tone, but to not yeah. be as lighthearted as the other CW stuff. Which it sounds like they're hitting that middle ground. From what I've oh read. yeah, they, like
1: I, I, I would say that they nailed it, um, and it's all really well done. I'm hoping they uh, do
0: what they did with Supergirl, which is where they just take classic Superman storylines and try to weasel them into this new, like, because like it's not like they're not going to have him fighting classic Superman villains. It doesn't make any sense. No, no,
1: and it, it doesn't look like that. The only thing I could take away, and I, I had a couple drinks I was watching it, and while I was sitting there making a drink, I uh, I thought about it and was like, well, how much of uh, our lives would have been different if uh, you know we were half Kryptonian? And uh, let me set the scene for you. It's 1996. I'm 16. You're 11. We're playing Mario Kart 64 in the side porch of the house on Washington Boulevard. Mm-hmm. I'm in the lead. You hit me with a red shell. So uh, of course, unplug your controller. You then kick me through the wall. In <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly.
1: And I uh, stand up and brush myself off and welcome you to Thunderdome. And then uh, super speed shoulder chuck you through the wall across the street into the Presbyterian church that was over there. And then as you uh, climb out of the rubble, you say very loudly because you're Kryptonian. Mom! And I respectfully say, he started it! And we proceed to fuck up the entire neighborhood.
0: Fantastic.
1: Yeah, I was like, oh, that's probably how that go down. All because Shay cheated.
0: You cheated. I remember, I still remember this day when I would want to play the Super Nintendo and you play for like five hours and then I'd be like, hey, I want to play. And just because you were you're a dick, you'd be like, no, it has to cool down. You can't play it. And you don't plug it. And then i go, <laughs> <"Hey>, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: shit like that happens. Ah. Do you remember, uh, I'll never forget, uh, mom and dad told me to set up all the uh, presents for Christmas one year. And uh, you got uh, the uh, Jurassic Park game for Super Nintendo. And I was like, man, I've always wanted to play this. So I played it for a little bit, and I made the mistake of saving a game. And you're like, hey,
0: Santa played my game.
1: I'm like, yeah, don't believe that.
0: Yeah, Santa told me he wanted me to keep his game going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he he made some good progress. Yeah. God,
1: that was a good game. <laughs> it is. It's fun. All right, Shane. Let's uh, let's, let's let's wrap it up. Yep. haven't done this in a while, but we went went long. We had a good time. Uh, like always, hope you guys enjoy listening to this. We enjoy the fuck out of doing it. Um, we are everywhere that Alex Jones and Donald Trump is not allowed to be on. Uh, you should be able to find us anywhere you find your podcasts, uh, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, all that shit. I still have not looked into to put us on on uh, Spotify is the one that all the, the cats and the kittens are on right now, but um, I'll get to that. If you have any questions, comments, you can us them on Twitter and the Facebook. It's at woodscast1776.com. Or at se- woodscast1776. Email is woodscast 1776 at gmail.com. And uh, as always, Shay, say goodbye to the nice people. Bye. That's not very nice. Yeah. yeah. Bye. But regardless, remember what Captain Hydra says. Seize the means of protection. Seize them. them good. Oh,